All right. Super stoked to have uh, this show today live and happening with Dr. Joseph Ladapo. And this is is an amazing event. A, A Surgeon General in the state of Florida with intellectual integrity, scientific integrity, willingness to speak out despite all of the barbs thrown his way, much like uh, the governor of that state, DeSantis. And I respect this man immensely. I'm excited to interview him about also his new book that he has. And it's linked up in the show notes. You'll see it, Transcend Fear, a Blueprint for Mindful Leadership in Public Health. Also, we got to cover the FAA quietly and tacitly admitting that the EKGs of pilots are no longer normal. Let's just not test them. None of them are normal. Why is that? Could that have anything to do with the mandatory jab? Oh, my gosh. There's so much to cover here on the show today. We're also going to give away the Silverite pillow. You guys have been waiting for it, and uh, that's going to be fun in hour two. But first up, Leanna Wen. She's going to slam herself. I don't have to do anything. Watch what happens today as we open the Robert Scott Bell Show, and then we'll go to Dr. Joseph Latipo after that. Stand by. Power to Heal is yours. We're getting ready to start right now. The Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty. The Robert Scott Bell Show. One other thing that we're seeing now, and I think this is a response to the rise of Delta, is more willingness among governmental authorities and others to mandate the vaccine. We saw that yesterday the VA said it's going to require the vaccine for its employees. We saw the mayor of New York the governor of California. Do you anticipate seeing more in this vein, more requirements? Yes, and it cannot come soon enough. And back in May, when they lifted the indoor mask requirement, I thought that the honor code was never going to work, that when vaccinated and unvaccinated people are mixing, unless there is proof of vaccination, everybody should still be wearing masks. And so I actually support what the CDC is now doing, which is going back to this indoor mask requirement, because frankly, we know that we can't trust the unvaccinated, that they have been walking around without masks. And in fact, that's what led to the surge that we're seeing. This is the same Leanna Wen that is now backtracking on everything she said as if she never said it and still saying, I'm an expert, consult with me. Uh, there's an article in the New York Post that is, uh, CNN, is, uh, as an analyst she is, she slammed after writing that COVID deaths are being overcounted. Two and a half years too late. What have we been saying right from the beginning? Have we had to say, sorry, mea culpa, oops, we got it wrong? No, they have and they're not. Leanna went ignoring herself. She slammed herself here. I don't have to say much more than that. We have that article linked up and in the show notes at robertscottbell.com. There are others that are getting it right. Some actually in government, not so much the federal government, but state level, particularly the state I was just visiting, Florida. I was there for 12 years before DeSantis got there. I didn't know. I, I, I might still be there if I knew DeSantis and this guy, the Surgeon General for the state of Florida. He's got a new book out, Transcend Fear, a Blueprint for Mindful Leadership in Public Health. Dr. Joseph Ladampo, welcome to the Robert Scott Bell Show, or Ladapo. I'm so confused. Super Don has been just, just destroying your last name. 
<laughs> it's, it's, it's all good. Well, you know what she said, Dr. Wen, you can't yes. trust the unvaccinated. Those are her words. <laughs> yep. I know. Well, that explains why I can't get your last name. No, you're having you can't fun trust with it. them. Yeah. Anyway, I, look, I'm, I'm just astonished by you as a surgeon general. I'm thinking that all other surgeon generals of the, the various states put a, put a letter together and probably said, get this guy out of here. He's making us look bad. Have you had much feedback? Anybody that actually says, hey, I wish I could say what you could say as a Surgeon General. What's your experience been under DeSantis being able to speak the truth, even if it flies against uh, certain narratives? Well, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me on to speak with your audience. And and it, it's been terrific. I mean, we've really, you know, DeSantis has just been a godsend as not only Floridians appreciate, and they 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 showed their appreciation in the November elections. I mean, the guy won by a landslide. It's amazing. He he literally shifted the hearts and minds of a lot of people who voted for the other party in the last election. But I but it's also appreciated. I know outside of Florida too, to to have a a state and a public health official and a governor and lawmakers that are comfortable with the uncomfortable truth. Mm-hmm. The, these, these, these things that we've been hearing uh, from, you know, these, these, the miserable lockdowns to not letting people say goodbye to their loved ones in the hospitals and literally other crimes against or other really in, infractions against humanity, things that go against against where we want to be as human beings, the mandates of new products that, that which had clinical trials that were stopped early, right? Yeah. Or With maybe a, arguably, so far a terrible safety profile. Yeah, and arguably they're still ongoing and everybody that gets a jab, a booster jab is, is part of that ongoing experiment. Right, right, right. That's, that is, that's, a, that's a reasonable statement for sure. So I, we, it's been refreshing for me. I know it's been refreshing for a lot of Floridians, most Floridians. And I, I know it's also been refreshing for a lot of people. And I do get people that, 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 that express their appreciation a lot. I also get people that don't appreciate what I do and I hear from them. But, I, but mostly, frankly, mostly, most of those people in the second category are in the media. Most of the people that reach out that I hear from, it's it's a lot of appreciation for what we're doing here and and what what some of the things I'm I'm doing here and supporting. Mm-hmm. And you know, you're right. People are a lot of people are are basically too afraid, or they don't want the the heat or the pressure or the discomfort from yeah. having to be vocal about some of these issues. Well, I think that's what what's revealed in your book about transcending fear uh, that you have lived through things that set you up to be able to withstand a lot of, uh, uh, I'd call it verbal abuse or other abuses from mainstream media or other in the medical profession of which you're, you know, a member of as uh, as a doctor as well. Uh, so maybe a little bit about that backstory. I know I don't want to take everything away from the book because it's, it's pretty profound what you cover there, but clearly you've been through uh, events in your life that cause you to be strong enough to stand and withstand a lot of the barbs thrown your way. 
Yeah, yeah. And 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 I, I talk about it in the book, uh, my own personal journey, and everyone has their own personal journey. I talk about mine in the hope that it can be helpful to some people. And I'm actually really happy to say that I've learned that it has been helpful to some people. People have reached out to me and, and communicated some things to me that that have have shown me that and honestly that's the heart of the book really that that's why i wrote it i myself had a traumatic experience when i was a little kid uh basically i was i was sexually abused by a babysitter and it 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 that experience basically shattered my boundaries it as a little boy it was more than i could comprehend i didn't even know at the time it was just overwhelming to my to my being and to my ability to process the experience and that caused me to basically shut down my heart and and stifle my relationship with my surroundings other people around me and the even day-to-day experiences and it took first falling in love with my wife to for all that stuff to come to the surface and for me to realize that then i was i was screwed up on the inside and, and needed help and finally getting some help from a from a navy seal named christopher maher using basically you know non-traditional medical medical techniques that were that were completely beneficial and helpful to for me is this what opened you up rather than the propagandizing that was just 24 7 from the news networks government etc that Nobody should consider anything else but getting people on ventilators and giving them remdesivir, which destroys their kidneys, as opposed to those doctors, those physicians, the courageous few that said, you know what, we're having success with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, zinc, vitamin C. I would add copper uh, and silver and things that I've utilized. But uh, the idea, of course, was you were supposed to fall in line as a surgeon general with whatever the CDC and, and you know, Lord Fauci was saying. And, and so I look yeah. at your resistance did this come from desantis or does you come to desantis and say hey there's something wrong here because i know desantis is not a doctor but he's very much uh, a, a man of great intellect as well as an open mind and inquiring mind so he was willing to look at things beyond most governors but you as a physician not many people in your physician community stood up and stood out especially at the level you've achieved politically as a surgeon general yeah, well, you're you're definitely right about the governor. He's not only an intellectual, but he is open-minded, and which is which is really to say that he's not afraid of ideas that don't fit with his preconceptions. And for me, I was a professor at UCLA. I'm now a professor at University of Florida, and I was I was doing my research. I was doing my clinical work when the pandemic started and i started being outspoken and and writing articles about my interpretation of the scientific data and uh, and eventually all of that and a lot of the trouble that came along the way is from from being vocal as a physician and an academic researcher eventually led led me to be tapped for this position as surgeon general and i would say you said something about is that what opened me up well frankly my experience working with christopher mayher getting rich shedding the fear and the and the and the and the the effects of trauma and opening my heart up Hmm. and really being able to be more accepting of myself and my environment and other people and and love that opened me up to truth 
And so everything else just followed from there. Everything else related to the pandemic, related to how I interpreted data, related to my conclusions, related to my statements, related to my actions. That was all just, just that was just truth that I was, that I was following. And uh, I, would add, I would add that I'm glad you showed those videos of Dr. Wen. I, I wish that we could we could put them up in New York in Times Square in New York because it's really remarkable, right? Someone like you, me, other brave uh, healthcare professionals, other brave individuals, you look at their messages like two years ago, three years ago, a year ago, six months ago, it's all the same. It's, it's, it's very consistent, right? Respect human rights, you, you know, be sensible about new technologies, don't force people to do things because it's, it, it's against their autonomy, it violates their autonomy and be honest about the data. The data are yet to be fully understood. You've got to be open to the possibility that you're that you might be making mistakes. Everyone's been saying that the people people on our side, if you will, have been saying the same thing. You look at you look at Dr. Fauci, you look at her, you look at others. Literally, one day the sky is blue, and mm-hmm. the other day it's the next day it's pink. And you know, another day it's magenta. And but they deny they've the, ever said any of the colors that you just and, said they said. And every and every time it's like, trust me, this is yeah. actually the color of the sky now. And, and it's I don't even know where to start. You know that that we're in that place that people can continue to hold positions of authority when they change their their views with the seasons i mean it's it's uh it's it's really something we you know we have not had to say sorry we screwed up on any of these things since we've been reporting you know granted yeah. uh, i've been on this for a lot of years decades in fact and followed fauci long before because of the you know the debacle with uh, azt you know for aids uh, at the time yeah. and what he did and bobby kennedy of course of course wrote the real anthony fauci and many yeah, reporters that yeah, and, and many reporters that preceded that book by many years, because Bobby used a lot of uh, research that had gone before him uh, from people like Celia Farber and Liam Sheff. Uh, but extraordinarily, this guy has been in government, now apparently retired, but been in government for decades and decades, decades. And yet nobody called him out. It's like he had a fiefdom and he doled out money to those who would explore things only within a, a narrow you know, confine or a box that he said, this is where we want you to look. If you propose something outside of that box, you're going to find out how fast research funds dry up, even if you've never been turned down for research funds. Uh, so the controversy, and, and of course, you're a professor at a major university as well, University of Florida, they rely on grant money too. And this becomes a, an awkward situation. Let's say you want to explore something or engage in discussion of something that flies in the face of all the money flowing in from NIAID or NIH. Have you found yourself in any uncomfortable situations with the university you work with as a professor because of your positions and stances that opposed a lot of what Fauci and NIH has said or done? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking asking that. At University of Florida, not so much. Some of the professors have different they have more conventional takes if you will on the pandemic and they express that and god bless them that's 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 their right to do mm-hmm. sometimes people bend truth and and makes things up and that part i don't like so much i'm happy for you to disagree and have your perspective but but at ucla more so I, what you said about these uh, research funding essentially being used as a tool mm-hmm. for compliance essentially a battering implicitly, ram. Yeah. 
or a battering ram, right? Yeah. Is I mean, it, it it's it's true. I'll give you a personal snippet. So I, at the time that I left UCLA, I had I think four NIH grants. I was the principal investigator for four NIH grants. I, I was doing very well. I was tenured there you know, at a relatively young or early age in my career, and I was I was doing well. And when I became Surgeon General and moved here to University of Florida, my old boss, uh, Carol Mangione in the Department of Medicine, mm -hmm. she refused to, to allow me to benefit from the grants, like to allow me to benefit from the mm -hmm. grants that I brought to UCLA and continue to be active on to this day. Mm -hmm. So she's literally there. She is literally keeping the funding that I brought to UCLA from my research and not this is what normally happens is when a, when a professor leaves an institution, if that professor is still involved in the research, that professor continues to receive some funding from the research and the operation continues. And she's, she's literally blocking my ability to receive funding from grants that I brought to UCLA. So that's the, the idea, the notion that research and and perspectives on health policy don't conflict is is mm -hmm. is incorrect they they can and unfortunately it can be used as a weapon i think one of the things when i try to call uh physicians and and scientists out on on things that you know i might have disagreement with them i i would point out very very i think in, in their face it should be that these conflicts of interest right uh who's funding it you know uh, who benefits by it, and we've seen in uh, the COVID uh, crazy two, two almost three years now, the massive redistribution redistribution of wealth from the American taxpayer to pharmaceutical industry that has no accountability for the products that they produce, and uh, practically they're mandated. You know, again, with no in if injury or death occurs, you know, under uh, the various provisions of emergencies. Uh, they've uh, shielded them from liability. And prior to that, of course, uh, under Reagan, we've talked about the 1986 Act as well, shielding vaccine manufacturers from liability should their uh, products injure or kill. And and in, in both cases, we know human behavior, when they're removed from the potential for, uh, let's say, consequence to actions, humans then do horrible things, sometimes evil things. And that's, you know, these are psychological experiments that, that have been conducted. And so this is a bad policy or uh, in any day and age to remove liability to things that could by definition injure or kill yeah humans unfortunately sometimes do horrible things when you know, when they're in a system without penalties and pharmaceutical companies do even worse when they're in a system without penalties and i say that not i'm not i'm not just making that up i'm i say that based on the history of their behavior Anyone who is familiar with the history, some of the history of pharmaceutical companies, knows that they've done a whole host of abominable things. And God bless them. They mostly through NIH research funded in universities, not, not so much through their own innovation. Yeah. They have helped manufacture and distribute wonderful drugs, you know, very helpful drugs for, for people suffering from illnesses. And and thank thank goodness for that. At the same time, they've also done a lot of deplorable things. And mm -hmm. you look at the history of Vioxx, for example, and essentially the evidence looks like I think it was, it was Merck's drug. The evidence looks like uh, looks like they essentially hid information they about yeah. 
the fact that it was it was causing heart attacks in people and they did it for as long as they could and mm -hmm. and eventually i think they they ended up having to pay some huge settlement oh yeah Pfizer because of it billions billions in fines i mean these are the companies that are producing some drugs that we might cr uh, claim to be legitimate in certain circumstances but beyond that what we're seeing is is devastatingly dangerous and even deadly and now we're finding out that they've covered up and knew if we knew and we were able to report on cardiac events occurring early on with the covid jab now they're yeah. just now coming around going oh maybe there were some signs but only in old people it's sort of like a limited hangout and, and I, I you know i look at the entirety of uh, also those drugs that you might argue have warrant and and benefit yet they are created also in a monopoly where let's say the, the substances of creation Right. Things that are written about in the Bible, the herbs of of creation that have benefit could be uh, minimizing sometimes the need for resorting to those drugs. Yet we know we have a federal authority, authoritarian um, dictate to limit any competition to the industry that has captured our our nation's uh, uh, regulatory agencies and sometimes on the state level as well. And I'm a freedom guy. I sense that you're a freedom guy as well. I'd love to see one state, maybe Florida. To declare the FDA, get, get out and stay out. Our people want the freedom to choose natural substances as well, and they should compete in a legitimate free market. I, 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 I sympathize with the concern, and it's, uh, it, it is a real issue because the pharmaceutical lobby, pharma, they're very powerful. Anyone who has followed health policy and seen how they have really they have really flexed their power with health legislation that has been you know passed bills that have been passed signed into law by presidents that essentially protect them from yeah. things like actual fair competition or transparency or allowing drug prices to float to what their natural level would be in this country if if importation was less inhibited, they've been an extremely powerful industry. Even aspects of the Affordable Care Act that are essentially in their favor or the Medicare prescription mm -hmm. drug benefit that is very clearly in their favor in terms of protecting their ability to not only you know, keep prices high, but also to extend patents and 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 right. essentially ward off competition, and and I, I say that again, I don't want folks to get the idea that it's it's that I think that it's a it's one sided. It is definitely the case. Right? There are medications. I mean, there are, there's also other approaches, but there are medications that help a lot of people who, for whatever reason, they prefer that approach rather than say nutrition or or exercise you know, for things like diabetes prevention and, and weight loss and things like that. But Dr. at the same time, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Dr. Ladipo, I, yeah, I want to ask because it's, it's a very unique opportunity to talk with you today and, and someone who has been raised in the pharmaceutical realm and allopathic medicine realm family and uh, went over to the dark side, according to the, my doctor friends, uh, and become a homeopath, a natural medicine advocate. Although many of my best friends are medical and do integrate the things that I do, and they've come my way, I haven't come their way. I left their way. Now, my my, I'm a freedom guy. I love applying things and tools appropriately when they're needed, and I just love for the first state to say, you know what? Let's invite the naturopaths 
and the homeopaths and the herbalists. Let's bring them all to the table and let's talk out about all of the issues, the things we're good at, the things we're not good at, and find a way to work together because it's in our own best interest. And of course, costs come down when freedom enters the equation, yet the monopoly status of one over the other would then be diminished. And there's an ego and, a, and an other aspects of that that we have to encounter. I think there's a spiritual crisis in our healthcare system more than even an economic one. I think the economic one flows from the spiritual crisis when we lead with our ego as opposed to, man, listen to the voice of God when it directs us that all of the plants of creation are here for our benefit and we, we abandon them or we synthesize them in man's image, not God's image anymore. And this is not me talking about eliminating modern medicine, not at all. <laughs> I'm about applying everything appropriately. But the concept, and I appreciate you and, uh, and DeSantis about this, is that you tend to want to bring more voices to the table to learn from one another, like what we've been doing outside of government in the last two and a half, three years of COVID as doctors, pharmacy people, naturopaths, homie, we've all come together behind the scenes, chatted with one another, helped one another, and it's been amazing. I hear you. And so I, I'll say that I, I'm not an expert in, in different types of alternative medicine related to sure. herbs and such, but I, I would say that it certainly would be, I mean, two things. It would be worth discussing further for sure. Uh, three things, it'd be worth discussing further for sure. A lot of Americans, mil tens of millions of Americans, yeah. do use these substances. I use them. I mean, I use a, sure. I actually use a collagen powder that that I that help my knees. That help my knees feel better. It's right. hard to find someone and, who doesn't um, use a supplement right now right, in America, right? right? Exactly. So it's like, why don't they have a seat at the table? I don't know. I think I know. It's a, you know, it's competitive issues. Also, <laughs> have it, but yeah. you know, to to. to with great respect, immense respect for you and the job you're doing and DeSantis is doing. I don't know if Florida will be the first state to do it, but I see an influx of what we call medical tourism into states that would then allow doctors to integrate without fear of retribution like we see in California. Simply if they usher an opinion, utter an opinion against the narrative, they can lose their license. I want freedom for all these healers to come out and innovate because that's where the, the real healing happens. I, I hear you. I, I do. I think it's worth the conversation. The, the third piece I was going to say is that traditionally in medicine, we use clinical trials to evaluate therapies. And there's actually been some funding for alternative therapies in the last you know, 10, 15 years. I mean, not as much as other types of therapy. And some of it has been shown very positive results. Not surprisingly, like acupuncture, for example, for for pain or for for mood issues like depression and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So I think that the, the third piece is to think about how do you make a, you know, what, what is the right framework? Is it the clinical trials? Is there some other way of thinking about it? So I think it, it, it's worth the conversation. And, Absolutely. you know, I, so that, yeah, I would say that. I, and we're doing it. We're having the conversation here, and this is a great opportunity, and I would love to get you back on. I, I remember the Office of Alternative Medicine from NIH was founded in the 1990s at right. NCCAM, but again, it got completely destroyed and corrupted from its intent and purpose because, once again, mm -hmm. Big Pharma comes in and says, we don't like this. It could be competition, and America right. was born in freedom and competition, yet when it comes to medicine, they're afraid of it. Why? Ah, well, we can go into that another time, but uh, Dr. Joe Latipo, God bless you, sir. And thank you for being on board. I'd love to talk with you more. I know you've got meetings coming up and uh, I'd hold you on, but I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> thank you so much. for. Thank you very much for having me. It's been a real pleasure and I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah. And everybody check out his book, Transcend Fear, a blueprint of mindful leadership in public 
health. We've got it linked up in the show notes today at robertscottbell.com. Uh, and I, I believe a man of great integrity, uh, Dr. Joe, was there. And I appreciate him so much. So all the best to you, sir. And look forward to having you on again for the further conversation of these things that rarely, if ever, happen uh, in uh, at the levels of government in which he's serving as Surgeon General of the State of Florida. Again, brief interview, but uh, I'm so glad we could do it. We've got a lot more discussion to have on this issue and many other issues like this. But fundamentally, the respect I heard from him is about you know bodily autonomy. In, in these things, we can have all kinds of disagreements on, and I'm talking to anybody in life about uh, various things, but do we have the alignment in the fundamental place where we as Americans would come together? Freedom. Freedom from being assaulted by those who disagree with us because we disagree with, for instance, being experimentally jabbed, <laughs> being forced drugged, you know, any number of things, passports for vaccines or other things that, that would happen. Uh, these are fundamental starting points of agreement. If we can't start there, then there's not a lot more you can do because now somebody's operating in a, a with a supposition that you don't have a right to bodily autonomy and the state owns you and they get to tell you what to inject into yourself or what you can't do if you don't. We're not going to tell you you have to get an injection, but if you don't, you can't eat here. You can't fly here. You can't go here. You can't enter here. And you see where that, you know, it's a non-starter. If somebody has the assessment assumption, which many do, unfortunately, that the government has the authority to tell you what to put in your body or else, uh, then, you know, it's not a lot to talk about at that point. But I don't sense that from uh, Dr. Joe Latipo. Super Don, again, you you were teasing me and, and I give you all the props in the world for just messing my head up uh, with. Hey, don't blame me. Don't blame me. It was I mean, the. I, I literally, I, I did everything except mute your mic, come on in your place and say, Ladapo. No, no. You're look, just like, Ladapo. I uh, know. But the thing le, is, I have le, we to. I'm trying to get out of it. And then this is not me throwing <laughs> you under the bus either, because I find it funny too, because this is the kind of game I would play. Dude, you psyched yourself you. out is what happened. Oh, totally. Because we were, you were playing so the, worried about saying it wrong that you said it wrong. Yeah, exactly. But the, <laughs> the point is, you were teasing it, which made it worse. I'm not mad. I'm not mad at all. How was I teasing I was it? The same what are you thing. talking about? I was teasing it. Well, you, you you were making me laugh before we went on the air with all kinds of things. And it just kind of threw oh. it all together. It was a perfect storm of laughter that made me not land what I wanted to land. But I'm okay with that. I can, blame, I can blame it on global warming. It's all, all global good. warming. It's there true. All right. I'm seeing some comments uh, in the various chat rooms. Marge says, sir, you need a shave. Hi. Well, my mom <laughs> agrees. And I'm at that. Thank you, end. Marge. Thank you. Yeah. She's very direct, just like my mom. Uh, and yes, about to do so, about to shave. That's my plan before the trip tomorrow. We do have uh, Jonathan Emord on tomorrow. We have Chava all the way from the Negev Desert in Israel. Uh, she's growing organically there. It's a fascinating story and journey uh, that will happen on our travel day as we head to the uh, Reawaken America Tour in Nashville, Tennessee. Dude. What? I'm looking at it's like what? Chris, dude, you are so smart. You have so much good information. Yeah, but dude, your your what? messages are like fifty pages long. That's we, a huge we, can't, we need sound bites. Give us some sound bites. <laughs> I can't even put it on the screen. It's so huge. Yeah. yeah. So he's been contacting Dr. Santos for various means to make sure he sees the urgency to start a state bank like that of North Dakota. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things potentially he could do in the bully pulpit of the governor, in fact, and initiate some things. That's why, you know, I planted some seeds for Do Dr. Uh, Latipo 
on the issue of freedom. Now, he went to his default, which I understand as a physician. You go, well, we could do some clinical trials, but you know, not all clinical trials can be run like you run drug trials when it comes to the natural products world, much less attacks on homeopathy and things. But the discussion, to open the discussion and have the discussion, man, that's not happening still in many places. So I was happy to be able to do that. You know, it's interesting. I had a thought, and I, I might not make some friends by by having this opinion, but mm-hmm. uh, I, I think if they took supplements that are on the market right now, yeah, which there's a gazillion of them, right? Mm-hmm. And if they uh, created a situation where it's like you had to do clinical trials of some sort to prove some sort of efficacy, there'd be a lot of supplements that would fail. Oh, probably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, and I'm oh, not saying I, I'm against I even, supplements. I take them all, all day, all, all the time. I, but know, there are some even, that we take, and especially the ones that we recommend here on the show, yeah. mm-hmm. that it's like, even though what we have is anecdotal, and in some cases we have science, mm-hmm. right? But, you know, it's like they're proven. You know, yeah. it's not like it's just like something here. You know, it's like, you know, we just we just talk about anything and everything that comes our way. We don't. Yeah. But there are a lot of supplements that are on the market right now that are crap. Oh, absolutely. And I, the I reason why that, they're on the market is because they know they can do it, right? And it's that whole, like, that honor system thing, right? You know, yes, the, the one that Leanna well, Wynn says that uh, uh, some people are can't be trusted. Uh, it's true. There are some people that are out there that will put crap out on a bottle and say that it will it'll do 27 different things, but have no... It, let me give you one example, and I'll let you go. Uh, I'm chomping at the bit here. No, no. No. All right, go. Fine. What? No. It's your show. Yes. Look, I... I, I you have set up the stage for the almost the same thing you're saying about the supplements, about the drug world in hour two. Yeah. 70% of drugs approved or advertised on TV are of low therapeutic value. I mean, the point is, I agree with you. I'm not disagreeing with you. I don't even think right. it's a controversial statement you made that yeah. a vast majority of them would fail some kind of clinical trial, although it's hard to design it because they have a drug model with their synthetics right. that doesn't often correspond to a, hey, selenium supplementation, which is not a drug. You know, right. so uh, I just say there's a limitation in that same scenario, but I don't it's disagree. True. No, it is absolutely true. But, you know, I just think it's 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 because, you know, we talk about supplements yeah. and we talk about, you know, uh, you know, the, how the FDA goes after supplement companies and claims they do that. Blah, 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 blah. And it's like, you know, it's very hard. It's it's an uphill battle mm-hmm. uh, really to operate in the arena that, that we're in with the, the you know, the boundaries and, and stuff. Um because we're constantly up against all of these rules and regulations that make it so that we can't honestly just talk about what it is the stuff does. Right. Uh, at yeah. the same time, there are hucksters out there that take advantage of that, of the situation um, because they know they can get away with it. And so it's, I just think it's kind of an interesting kind of a, a thought, right? You yes. know, that it's like, but is that an argument? Is super Don saying that's an argument why we need a stronger FDA? No. No, no. I just want to make sure no, no. one hates you because you're not no. saying that. No, and that's why I said I probably wasn't going to make. Uh, I, there's some people might might think I'm like suddenly now a paid shill for Pfizer or something. I'm not. I'm just saying. Yeah, here's a good example. There's a commercial on TV, and it's for this uh, testosterone product. Uh, and they've got like like I can't remember what the guy's name. He's a former baseball player, and he's like, you know, talking. Te- it's got testophen in it. Whatever okay. the heck testophen is. Right? right, and and it's you listen to it, and they're like, "Well, testophen has been clinically researched to boost men's testosterone." And I was like, "Wait a minute, what did you just say?" And it's interesting how they use buzzwords to sell people crap. 
mm-hmm. it's been clinically researched to boost men's testosterone. Mm-hmm. Well, what does that mean? That means nothing. That means it was researched. It could be total horse poop. Okay. It, it just could not work at all. But they can say it's been clinically researched. They didn't say it's clinically proven. Okay. Right? Big okay. difference. Yeah. Word of you know, art, and there's like a lot, a lot of, a lot of companies out there that that do the razzle dazzle thing, and they're the companies that give people like us and the companies that we work with a bad rap, is because mm-hmm. there are a bunch out there that, that sell just total junk, yeah, and it's because they can get away with it. Well, I think there are statutes for fraud against fraud that exist without the FDA monkeying up the works and actually protecting fraudulent players in the pharmaceutical industry. Uh, I think that's another aspect of uh, the discussion that's not had. When somebody says, "I, I, I like I, I would say, I think the FDA should be disbanded," and like, "Oh, you want everybody to die of it?" I'm like, "Look, they're the third, second, or first leading cause of death. The things they approve that are highly regulated, arguably right. the most regulated." And the good that they planet. do is overshadowed by that. I believe so, because especially, hmm. um, you know, th- and this is one of the things that the skeptics will use against me. For instance, as a homeopath, to say, well, we might acknowledge that homeopathy can't harm you, but the harm it would do is because you're not getting a legitimate needed right. drug. That's right? their main argument. But they never, it's it's kind of an assertion that can't be disproven. It's one of those, what do they call that? Unprovable, maybe it's a, 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 a logical fallacy, if you will. You'll know all of them and you can throw that out there. But the idea is in freedom, we could actually find that out. We could actually find out that if there was true competition to drugs from natural substances and there was freedom to communicate it, and also the the statutes on fraud were being enforced, that is, you couldn't say something that you couldn't substantiate, at least, you know, to some degree. And I know there's going to be arguments about, well, what is substantiation? Granted, I'm not solving the problem just by saying these things, but I'm telling you, we're moving uh, to a better place when we can compete in a free market for ideas where we are not terrorized by the fear of making a statement, even if it's soundly supported by scientific literature because the FDA says you're not a drug, therefore you can't use the scientific literature that they say you must use in order to say anything at all. It's like the no-win situation. It's got the Kobayashi Maru, right? How do we reprogram this, Captain Kirk? Mm -hmm. That is, remove the FDA from the authority to limit uh, things from hitting the market Unless they actually harm somebody. Now, if somebody purposefully deceives and it can be shown that there's deception, there's statutes uh, against fraud that pre-exist and will post-exist in FDA. The FDA stops innovation. And of course, it embraces and endorses and approves things that are more deadly than most every other natural substance that occurs. Now, you know, somebody's going to go, oh, well, what about mercury? That's a natural substance. All right. Don't be a bonehead. Don't be a bozo. That's a skeptic thing. Obviously, we're not talking about mercury. Although in homeopathic form, I used it, uh, mercurius, and it helped me with my eyes. So even, you know, toxic things can be used safely, but not in an allopathic sense in this way. That's the way they used to use it. That's why I believe quacks were and are the doctors that are poisoning people for profit not the homeopaths who are not. Uh, so anyway, mm-hmm. I don't know if they're making any profit, but uh, I hope they do. Yeah, well, hopefully they they should. I think, was there another Leanna Wen clip or did we play everything in that opening uh, uh, start? Uh, no, that was it. That okay. was it. That's that what I, I grabbed in just the last few minutes before we went to air. Just wanted something to show. Joe Latipo liked that. Did you know he liked that? I did. Well, I yeah, did. Yeah. And I think it's funny. And if actually, if you go back to the uh, the article, 
Mm-hmm. Um, I know we 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 just we, we just brushed through it because we wanted to get to Doctor Latipo. Yeah, you had but, uh, yeah. Apparently, she wrote a column, and uh, dude, this is so frustrating because it's like you know, again, if you use the the clips that we played mm-hmm. back in the day, she was just like, "Oh, mandates and everybody gets vaccines and the unvaccinated boy, they're." They're untrustworthy and yada, 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 yada. She was just going along with like, and there was more. I just didn't have a chance to pull up some of the other crazier things that she said. Yeah. And we've, we've played on this show, but here she is now two and a half years later. And she's just like, well, you know, uh, it looks like, uh, the medical community is overcounting the amount of COVID deaths and the hospitalizations. Yeah. You're like, we were saying that two years ago <laughs> and, and, and you know, we're not on YouTube anymore. Mm-hmm. And we're not on Spotify anymore because we were saying stuff like that because that was going against the World Health Organization and the CDC, and that was considered misinformation, right? Mm-hmm. Bunch of conspiracy theorists. And then she goes on and she says, literally, like verbatim, what it was that we were saying, where she's talking about, oh well, you know, it's important that people understand that dying from COVID and dying with COVID are two different things. It's like, where where have you been? That we were saying this two years ago. Mm-hmm. We were saying this before Leanna Wynn was on TV. Exactly. You know, she 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 kind of came to the 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 party late. You know, and so it's like that, you know, you've been saying it, I've been saying it, you know, everybody Ty Bollinger's been saying, you know, all these people in this space have been saying the same thing and pointing out all the examples of people getting hit by a bus and dying from COVID, you know. And now she shows up and now she's oh, and so it makes you wonder, it's like, what's going on here? You know, is yeah. this just has she seen the light, you know? And suddenly she's now she's save her ass, you know, uh, or or what's going on? Why would she all of a sudden now start saying the same things that we were saying two and a half years ago? Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be a you know conspiratorial about it, but it's just like why? Why all of a sudden are you now saying something? Ne- I mean, basically, you are calling out the CDC and the World Health Organization and the other various you know uh, you know health organizations here in in the in the country. Yeah. Uh, by saying what you're saying. And she's ca- apparently she's catching a lot of flack on social media about it, where people are just but going, well, thanks a lot, you know, two and a half years later. Is she catching flack from what we call our side of the belief Our system? side, yeah. A lot of people on our side, they're just like, you know, you're, well, you're kind of late, she was late catching, to the party. She was catching flack when she was saying it from our side. So I don't think it's anything new, but it's sort of like, you know, welcome to the party, pal, but are you sincere? Are you legit? Are you, are you actually kidding me? You're saying this now like you didn't say all the other stuff we just played for, you know, Dr. Right. Joe, when we opened the show today. Just amazing. Absolutely amazing. Kind of crazy. All right. What was it Kevin just sent us? Um, apparently, uh, there's a Twitter feed out of uh, the, the, the Davos meeting, I think. Is it? Pfizer CEO Borla grilled by real reporters in Davos. I Asked saw I saw the, 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 I didn't watch it, but I saw the yeah. thing where they, they caught up to him and apparently they hammered him with a bunch of. Yeah, so, yeah, he's a, he's never had to ask or answer anything without a script. Apparently, they're they they're hammering him on this. So I don't know. Do you have, you have a sense that what's happening in Davos is evidence of their failure or their nefarious schemes? I'll be honest with you. I am kind of uh, detached from that whole situation. I don't know exactly what is going on there. Yeah, I know they do that. What every year, every few yeah, years yeah. or something. Well, Doctor Evil is a regular there, right? Yeah. Although I think, uh, didn't he say that he wasn't going to show up to, uh, this time or something? Oh, I was thinking of uh, the Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers movies. 
But yeah. Oh, I, I thought you were calling somebody Doctor Evil because I yeah, think well, it I guess was there are a few of those potentially. I don't know who wears the moniker better. Um, was it Klaus Schwab? I think Schwab, Schwab could be the case. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that said, was it Schwab or was it uh, Soros? Maybe it was Soros. I think it was Soros that had to had had to wasn't able to show up or had to leave or something. And yeah. a lot of people were speculating. Well, hmm, why would that be? Well, and normally Biden would be at a thing like this too. But uh, I think they banned kids. That's why he didn't go. So uh, anyway, we, <laughs> oh, it's a quick world. Hmm. Ah, I'm spray some more silver. <laughs> ah, I did get a good night's sleep. Thank God. Thank you for anybody who's been sending some good thoughts and prayers there. Uh, also, I uh, got to work out a lot of things to do. I was joking uh, since my wife won't get on the microphone to defend herself. I was like, it's funny. I don't know if your wife is like this, but mine is just like, it's very frustrating to use the interfaces on phones, right? The, the smartphones. It's like she'll Interfaces? Touch, what do you mean interfaces? Well, touching it and going here, this should happen, but that's not what happens. And this happens. I don't know why this happens. Have you ever had your wife ever been like that? Or she's like, she's all in. I think everybody experiences that. that to a certain degree because phones, phones have a tendency to, especially when they get older. Yeah. Like the one I've got, I think I've got like a, I think it's like a Galaxy S9, so it's at least two years old. You ever notice that? It's like after like you hit about that two-year mark when the new models just come out recently, suddenly your phone sucks. I don't know. I tend to hold phones as long as possible until I can't. Yeah, well, I do too, but yeah. eventually it's just they get so jammed up and slow and stop working yeah. and the battery, not, you know, even, doesn't hold a charge like it used to. And I'm not talking about that in this case. I'm like... I know, I know, I know you are. I'm just not, saying this is not normal. Like, you know, you know, basically how it should work. And if it doesn't, you yeah. kind of figured out why or how, yeah. but she's yeah. like, I don't know what I do. Okay. I did this. And then I do that. And like, I just did that. It didn't do that. It's that kind of thing where okay. it's like, she was not made for this stuff. And, and I'm not mad at her at all. I'm not throwing her on. Cause there are people out there. You, some of you in the audience might go, yeah, I feel the same way. So it's not a critic critique or criticism. In fact, it's funny outside of context. In context, you're like, I don't want to get in the way of this because it's very upsetting. So she she has trouble uh, using a smartphone. Yeah, it just doesn't. Okay. Things don't make sense. And, okay. and it's like she's not wired to do it. And that's not a criticism because it's great if you're not. Maybe you get to spend less time doing it. Yet at the same time, she's perfectly capable of finding every screw on the road to get a flat tire with. That's, <laughs> I don't understand. How? How did that happen? The same tire, second time. And I took it in this morning and got it repaired. And I just said, you know, I love my wife. So when she you said, say she finds every screw, in other words, what you're saying is she got a flat tire? Yes, that's what I'm saying. So it sounds like you just criticized her twice. I know, it's bad. She no, can't operate a cell phone and she's constantly running but over she, things and getting a flat tire. But she's good at it. It's like, look, she can target. She's really good at that aim. It's amazing. So I love you, honey. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know if she's going to laugh. see if she brings you your tea today. I yeah. know I, she's got my tea. No, she's not going to be any chocolate chip organic muffins for you this yeah. week. Thankfully, she made some yesterday. So this is what you, you time this. <laughs> oh, like, I see. So you're in maybe, the clear. You're not worried about it now. Maybe she'll forget by the next time the, the bananas are ready. <laughs> she's going to hit you with that bowling ball you I'm got her for her birthday. Is allowed to have do. that. No, and I'm not because I, well, I said how awesome she is. She sits down on, on weekends and now watches football with me and enjoys it. Oh. That's like the, okay. the, it's like the awesome, the awesome. It's all about you. Yeah, it is. Of course it is. What are you thinking? <laughs> all right. Elko County in, in Nevada. You're familiar yeah. with Elko? I am. I, I've driven through there on the way to Reno a couple of times. 
and uh, it's like a halfway spot. And Elko is interesting. Um, I think one of the nurses, the Nurse Freedom people came, was it Nicole Siratek? That's my memory, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember okay. there was one from Elko, Nevada, that also went all the way to New York to donate time, but she was rooted or based in Elko. But it's okay. a small town along I-15 uh, through the mountains of Nevada, northern Nevada. And apparently, uh, this is pretty amazing, uh, you know, maybe a reason to move there. Uh, but Elko County Health Board is considering banning uh, the COVID and flu shots. I'm like, what? Mm. How? I mean, I know they're far from a lot of things, and but still, you don't expect that. Now, as you go through um, the article, you'll find out that maybe it was like put on there by, oops, I didn't know how did that get there, right? Uh, but they're scheduled to meet Wednesday to discuss, I think as today, uh, uh, consider placing a moratorium on COVID-19 jabs and flu vaccines in that county. In, I wow. just think that it's an oops. I have to believe it. Maybe one board member said this is a good thing and the rest are going to be going, what are, what are you thinking? You can't do that. <laughs> how how uh, do you accidentally put this uh, on, the, on the schedule? I don't well, know. in small town, Somebody stuff did. can happen. You just kind of throw stuff on the agenda. Yeah. And I'm just not going in all in that they're all for this. I think it's a great idea because you would protect your local populace by banning COVID jabs and flu shots. Uh, the board will also consider discontinuing local advertising for COVID-19 jabs and flu vaccines. I think that would be great. Separation of medicine and state. Let people find it out. If there's, if that's a, if, if somebody's making money off of those devices or injections, why not they be the ones that have to market it? Why to steal from the taxpayers of Nevada or anywhere else and promote a product that carries no liability? That makes no sense. So uh, in December, Florida's uh, Governor uh, Ron DeSantis requested that Florida Supreme Court convene a grand jury to investigate any possible side effects of COVID-19 jabs and get more information from pharma companies. John Carr, K-A-R-R, an Elko County Board of Health Commissioner, said he thinks those agenda items should never have been put on the agenda and resulted from a miscommunication. So you see, as you go further in there, mm -hmm. like, it's an oops. A concern so what was, was it they actually meant to say? Right? I don't think they meant oh, to say Oh, I didn't mean ban vaccines. I meant, mm -hmm. what? I'm still trying to figure out how that accidentally got on there. I just think, <laughs> look, I'm happy it's there and it's making headlines. All right. Well, yeah. Not but not that I expected it's going to get uh, to pass. Oh, it's going to get traction. No, yeah. but it's an interesting thing. Uh, Carr said, does not see that agenda item moving forward. Commissioners don't have a right to issue a moratorium or control advertising in the county. Well, they actually acknowledge the limits of their power, unlike the CDC, which claimed it could, you know, violate um, lease laws, you know, and just go, hey, you know, you don't have to pay your lease now and what about the people that own the property sorry uh so i, I don't know what's going to happen here i I, thought, I find it it's an intriguing and interesting story that that would pop up uh nevada health departments of course encourage nevadans to get jabbed but every health department in every state of the nation is is pretty much compromised and corrupted and at the very least biased i don't think that's controversial to say i mean they're all in for vaccines any and all I, that, yeah, I've never heard of a health department that is not encouraging people to get vaccinated. Wouldn't it be nice to at least be neutral? You know, just say, hey, look, th this is th this is the pre prevailing opinion from this group, this medical group. Uh, we are a health department. We're here to support you, but we're not here to endorse or become the arbiters or the promoters, right? Much less distributors. But like I've said of the CDC for years, they're the de facto you know, marketing and distribution arm for the vaccine church. Now, it's expanded, but what we're finding and hearing all the time now is that this has been a Department of Defense 
endeavor, to say the least. The entirety of COVID was run like a war. Like the DOD was at the center of this. We keep hearing this. Mm-hmm. But then again, we look at state departments of health and even local county departments of health. They operate on this triage warfare principle. Mandate, ban, mandate, ban, mandate, ban. And there's not there's nothing about freedom in the health department. There's nothing about the law of the terrain in any health department in America, much less many parts of the world. And I think that's a, a fault, again, from the starting point, that they their first step is often wrong. Oh, I could almost say it's always wrong, but I'm going to give them a little percentage of possibility that they could be right occasionally. But the first step is ban and mandate, ban and mandate. Or cover, you know, duck and cover. Uh, nuclear bombs coming, duck and cover. Duck and cover or just cover your face because we have mosquito netting that's, you know, got holes bigger than bagels and that'll protect you. On and on. And there, there are still folks that want to bring masks back. Uh, by the way, just a quick um, notice, prayer of condolences for our friends Ty and Charlene Bollinger. They they lost their, their uh, pet grizzly. They didn't have a grizzly bear, but uh, I had not heard. I knew that there was a pet emergency today. But yeah, uh, they went. Yeah, he was he was going to be on the show, but they had to go to the pet hospital emergency for grizzly, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, he passed away uh, this morning before the show, right before the show. So prayers uh, for the Bollinger family, the loss of a loved one, which is you know a, a pet. It can be like you know anybody, a member of the family, a member for of sure. the family, exactly. Nope. Uh, so it, remember Ignatia for morning, I-G-N-A-T-I-A. It's a homeopathic remedy for morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G. Hmm. So we're heading out tomorrow for the uh, Reawaken America tour. Looking forward to seeing everybody there. We're going to be pouring shots of silver and copper. Hopefully we'll have some um, Cardio Miracle. I think Judy Mikovits will be there, so we'll, we'll for sure have some Cardio Miracle there, I think. And rumor has it, I know I, I was uh, chatting with kevin earlier mm-hmm. this morning yeah and uh he is going to make a concerted effort to try and get an interview with jim brewer <laughs> that would be great which would be really cool saturday night live alum comedian jim brewer a freedom guy that would be amazing that would be too. a great comedian have you ever watched any of his stand-up he, routines he's very funny yeah yeah he yeah, is. i appreciate him and he did some some characters that you just are memorable on saturday night live in his time there as well but he's the unusual comedian because he's more uh, conservative or libertarian. Or you know, I think it's not unusual to be a libertarian comedian so much as having conservative leanings, uh, whatever that even means. Because well, it's I'll tell you, it's tough uh, to be a comedian and not be a champion of the First Amendment. That is for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's embarrassing if you're a comedian and you're against people you know, making you laugh because it's like free speech. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, so uh, we'll see Kev uh, tomorrow, I think, heading out. As I said, we got a couple of great hours of broadcast uh, healing in, in uh, Jonathan Emord, emord4va.com. Uh, there's a bunch of events coming up that I'm going to be at the one. That's a plan. I'm going to be at the one in Glendale and Scottsdale. So Glendale, California, and Scottsdale, Arizona coming up. And then there'll be others uh, towards he is intimating that he'll likely make an announcement you know, I'm praying that I think I know what it might be by January 31st. But please, if you are so inclined to support Jonathan E. Mord in his run for the United States Senate in Virginia to defeat Tim Kaine, it's right now an exploratory committee. What are the dates of those things? Can you go full screen on that? Uh, it looks like the first one coming up, the seventh is in the villages in Florida. 
Uh, that's a February. The 9th of February will be in Palm Beach, Florida. The 10th of February will be in Orlando, Florida. Once again, hosted by, I believe, Casey Krejci from Living Fuel, our good buddy. Uh, then the 18th of February will be Glendale, California. That's the one just outside of Hollywood area. And I uh, look forward to seeing a lot of my friends there at that event. And then the 6th of March will be in Scottsdale, Arizona. And I'll plan to be there for that and see a lot of our friends over there. Uh, Raleigh, North Carolina on the 23rd of March and Omaha, Nebraska on the 15th of April. So a lot of uh, campaign stops when they become officially campaign stops, maybe soon, uh, which will be very, very exciting. Also on the uh, upcoming event list, besides tomorrow's Reawaken America tour, uh, in February, we've got a couple of huge events, one where you don't have to travel to, and that's the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com, the virtual expo, is coming up 18th and 19th of February. And it's just 30 bucks and you get access to the entirety of the uh, the Health Freedom Expo from October, plus some new events that are going to be submitted, new lectures, presentations as well. And you can interact with uh, the people that are presenting on the Whova app. And that comes along with it for free. So take advantage of that and take part in the Trinity Health Freedom Expo, TrinityHealthFreedomExpo.com. And right after that, the 22nd through the 25th is the Next Steps Conference with Tia Severino and many of our friends. 22nd, 23rd, 24th, 25th. Come and join us at a retreat. Yes, at Lake Lanier Islands, Buford, outside of Atlanta, Georgia. 22nd through 25th, next-steps.info, RSB10. Gets you the discount that you want 10% off. And one more event I'll mention, March 31st, April 1st, and April 2nd, a three-day nutritional healing event sponsored by Nutritional Frontiers. And my gosh, you want to hang out with me and a bunch of our friends on Clearwater Beach, three-day weekend, and this is a healing retreat for the healers. So if you're already doing some things, if you're a Trinity graduate or a Trinity student, you'll also benefit. If you're a medical doctor, you'll also benefit. If you're a nurse, you'll also benefit. Consider joining us. Go to nutritionalfrontiers.com. Check out their upcoming events, and we'll tell you more about that as it evolves. So we got a whole other hour of broadcast healing to go. If you have questions or comments, you could submit them at robertscottbell.com. You can leave us a message at 866-939-2355. And or uh, you could uh, text RSB, my initials, to 22323, no, 22828. Why do I there do that? There you go. I got it. I got yes. I'm self-correcting like science. <laughs> to text RSB and you'll get the newsletter uh, email alert uh, sign-up thingy, whatever. Super Don, take it away because the power to heal is yours too. Is it? Yeah. Okay. All right. We'll be right back. The Robert Scott Bell Bell Show. And yet here's something pretty amazing that happened without much notice at all, without any explanation publicly. The FAA just made a major change in the health requirements for pilots with heart damage. The FAA has significantly broadened the acceptable EKG range for commercial pilots. Steve Kirsch reported this on his Substack. Now, the change now allows people with injured hearts, cardiac injury, to fly. Now, the FAA made this change last October just after the vaccines were rolled out and made mandatory. Why? Well, we reached out to the FAA today for an explanation. They claim they, quote, follow standard processes based on data and science, whatever that means. 
why am I not surprised by this and why you should not be surprised by this? One of the things I learned among many things when I became a homeopath or on the road to becoming a natural medicine guy is that what we have come to be uh, uh, become accustomed to as normal is not or almost is never actually healthy. Certainly not optimal, but not even in many cases healthy. And let me give you an example. You know, you know, we're talking about cardiovascular issues, EKG monitoring of uh, the heart rate, different, different electrical signals that say, hey, is there something to look out for in terms of a pilot who's in control of a big tin, tin can flying up at 30,000, 40,000 feet with you know, a couple hundred people or more, depending? Might that be an issue? Might that be why we'd want to monitor uh, pilots to make sure that they have a healthy cardiovascular system? I mean, obviously, everybody would say, yeah, it's reasonable. Of course, we want to check that and make sure that's okay. But why what the FAA is doing <clears throat> is not to be unexpected, not even a little bit surprising. Goes back again to what I, I'm trying to relate in, in my history of learning natural medicine from when I was raised pharmaceutically and allopathically. Now, back in the day, we were told cholesterol causes heart disease. You remember that? Some people still believe that. They still get their cholesterol checked. And then they still get put on toxic poisons for their liver called statin drugs to reduce some serum cholesterol levels, which results in horrible things. I don't even want to go into them now. If you want me to, I will as a review. But let me just say this as they were telling us, you have high cholesterol. You have high cholesterol. Your cholesterol is high. I'm like, just start thinking about this when they started analyzing cholesterol. It hadn't been that long in reality, in medicine. Now, the question I had when I started asking these questions, when I started thinking logically and critically about all of these tests that they said indicated you need to be on a toxic liver poison drug like a statin, you say I have high cholesterol. How do you know? Well, here's, here's the standard. Here's the thing. We don't want you to go above this. I'm like, well, how do you know that that is wrong or right for me? My Bob, talking about me. Do you have an analysis throughout my adult years? Probably not. They don't start checking until much later, if, if then at all. But then go back further and go, hmm, I wonder if cholesterol levels are higher in my lineage, in my family history. Like, what was my dad's? What was his dad's? Well, they never tested that. And let's go back 100 years or more when people, if you so-called survive the childhood diseases, which were not cured or saved by, by vaccines, by the way. It was uh, it's another story for another time. Unless you want me to bring it up, I'll talk about it. You guys are here for me live. I, I want to respond to you. But the, the fact that they've never tested that kind of family history going back generations, they don't know what healthy cholesterol levels are for you. For you. It's not just about what you have today or yesterday, but years ago, decades ago, and or lifetimes ago in terms of lineage to say, hey, what was healthy for you? And then we come to find out in the analysis of cholesterol levels and heart attacks and heart disease, when you come to find out like I did in reading the literature that fully half of the people with heart attacks had low cholesterol according to their standards and the other half had high cholesterol according to their standards, What's the point of saying, oh, it's high cholesterol if half the people that get heart attacks have low cholesterol? Now you're like, well, why are you talking about cholesterol? There's nothing about cholesterol in this discussion of the FAA here. 
and, and the EKG thing. It's because there's been a trend since the 20th century in particular to, to dumb down whatever what we call health standards by whatever measurement you have. As the people get sicker, you, you start lowering the levels of acceptable. So you've got not healthy, but you've got normal according to what's common today. One more example that I brought up over the years. I think it's time to bring it up again. Ladies, this is for you. And men, if you care about the ladies, this is, you can listen to this too. In terms of menstrual cycle difficulties, let's just talk about uh, periods that uh, last you know, a week instead of two or three days that include heavy flow, bleeding, extraordinary bleeding, where you're like, you know, you're going through drugstore levels of pads and other things to absorb all that that's coming out of you. And I don't mean to be graphic here, but it's an important distinction to make in terms of how we've altered healthy to normal that's not healthy. And so if you go back in time to the history of the female menstrual cycle, how is it that throughout humanity there was no, no such thing as a, you know, an entire industry to support that kind of monthly happening because in history under a normal healthy period what was happening primarily and again keyword is healthy is that there was a discharge of the lining the monocellular lining of the uterus that was not implanted no pregnancy occurred no selling occurred no pregnancy and so the lining that was preparing to accept a pregnancy didn't happen. And so that monocellular lining that had been prepared all month now is shed, a scanty discharge. You might have a little bit more laundry to do at that time of the month, but not like what we're seeing now, massive blood loss and blood flow, arterial blood, like you've cut your finger, like there's injuries occurring every month, fibrous, fibrotic tissue, abnormal developed tissue that wasn't there. You have to go back into the medical history books 120 years ago to find that, oh, that was considered normal and the other stuff was really weird and unusual. And now what was weird and unusual then is normal now, so we'll call that healthy. That's our healthy standard. So I want you to consider that in a broader context of what the FAA is doing and how it's not unusual of course, it's CYA medicine, like most, most of it is. Of course, they're trying to cover it up and say, hey, if we actually alert the, uh, you know, if the FAA says this, then the entire industry will, people will lose faith that they won't fly, there won't be any pilots. And then that whole programming of the populace to accept this experimental injection will have utterly miserably failed and will have acknowledged one of the most dangerous things we've ever done, particularly, you know, for those pilots who got jabbed and are still flying. And now they, complied those that did there were some that resisted but those that complied may never be allowed to fly again because they'll be medically unfit instead of that they say let's just stop measuring ekgs because all of their all of their heart the heart rates it's just all over the map and and we can't approve them to fly and that would mean the entire industry would be shut down except for a few pilots brave enough to say no to the jab so we've got three more clips from tucker carlson i wanted to put context that Tucker won't interview me. He'd get perspectives that would probably be far longer than a five, three, two, six-minute segment. But I'm here to give you that information because you're here to hear it. 
and benefit by it, learn from it, be empowered and see through a lot of the lies and deceptions and half-truths, even on Fox News and Tucker Carlson. And I'm not saying Tucker Carlson is purposely uh, uh, per, you know, uh, providing us with more misinformation. I think he's bringing up some very important and valuable things. But my argument always is they never go deep enough. And you go, well, Tucker's not trained like you. I get that. I understand that. But that's why this show is this show. No one else can do this, apparently. Be able to host a show two hours a day, six days a week, and cover the news in a way that no one else has been able to. That's why this is an unclassifiable show. We are unclassified. Biden won't find us in his in his uh, garage near his Corvette. <laughs> so with that, Super Don, if you could play the, uh, the next clip from Tucker Carlson on this issue. Lieutenant Colonel Teresa Long is an Army flight surgeon. She joins us tonight to assess. Doctor, thank you so much uh, for coming on. So this you know, raise some red flags, I would say, for people, given what's at stake in commercial air travel. Why do you think the FAA did this? It's very obscure because extending the PR interval from um, the acceptable range of 120 to 200 milliseconds to 300 milliseconds um, does not improve safety. And I would like to see the data and the research that they based that decision on. In aviation, we are a data-driven um, institution and everything centers around risk mitigation. So making that um, broader actually puts the, the public at greater risk of a, of a pilot having um, a cardiac event that didn't get caught because um, they've extended that range. So the intervals, right, from certain milliseconds to a lot more milliseconds. And you're thinking, well, it's still milliseconds. But after a broad range of analysis over decades and decades, they have data to compare what they considered healthy and what was the track record of those they considered healthy versus those that had heart attacks in flight or vascular events in flight, which we're hearing about, especially post-COVID jabs. So extending out the millisecond interval to say that's still okay and acceptable it fulfills what I was trying to communicate to you about the history of modern allopathic medicine, dumbing down health standards so that the sick become considered healthy because everybody's equally sick or less healthy. So we can say you're healthy based on your normal, but I would argue you'd have to look back in history to find truly healthy, vitally healthy people based on when the food was clean and people worked outside and worked their bodies. And again, very unusual now to have a woman that has what we call a normal healthy menstrual cycle based on pretty much the lunar cycle as well and, and describe it in terms of the two to three day uh, expulsion of, of the lining of the uterus, right? Some of you may take issue with that, but I would urge you to go back into the medical history books and begin to learn or talk to grandma, great grandma, if they're still around about what, it was like being a woman then without having drugstores filled with things to collect, you know, so-called blood when it was different at a time in history. And I'm not saying there's never been abnormalities and, and illnesses. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying as a broad spectrum uniformity of everybody's equally sick. So we've got to redefine health. So let's alter the EKG readings to allow these less healthy people to be considered nominal healthy or at least healthy enough to fly when maybe they're not. Play the next clip. So, I mean, that's inexplicable. Everything the FAA does, as you just said, has to be designed with one goal in mind, and that's the safest possible flight, commercial, military pilot. I mean, and pilots think that way. 
So there is no way, in your opinion, as a flight surgeon, that this change, whatever its cause, could make air travel safer. No, and in light of the emerging and overwhelming data that is showing the uh, cardiac damage from COVID and the COVID vaccines on cardiac um, muscle, I can't imagine why they would make this move. And I think it's a question that really should be taken to um, Dr. Uh, Susan Northrup. Um, she's the senior flight surgeon for the FAA and ask uh, what, what data they use to support this. And I think it only undermines aviation safety. Yeah, it's a good question. What data are they using? And this is true about asking the questions historically, like I posed to you today. What data did they use to determine healthy cholesterol levels or that we should even be measuring cholesterol? Or what data have they determined, used to determine uh, uh, a healthy menstrual cycle includes week-long bleeding, breakthrough bleeding at ovulation, et cetera. The dumbing down of health standards, and this has not happened because homeopaths were in charge. <laughs> it's just not. Very little observation throughout history to say to go, uh, maybe we're doing it wrong. Maybe we're altering these things not for the benefit, but for convenience or to protect the guilty in this case of those who are guilty of crimes against humanity. And uh, I, I, again, I pray that all the, the, the those who have gotten jabbed or not, but those of you who are pilots, that you're taking at least a scoop of cardio miracle every day to facilitate some level of healing of tissue within the vascular system in the midst of all kinds of electrical signaling uh, mishaps that are happening as well. And in that context, to make sure you're up on your 100% whole food selenium and the sovereign copper, selenium and copper working with also the electrical system as well as the integrity of the vascular system. Magnesium, yes, magnesium as well. The things that are not taught in medical school are the things we most need to be teaching. And that's why if you haven't already signed up for courses at Trinity School of Natural Health, I would urge you also to consider it. Whether you're a lay person or a doctor or a nurse or a chiropractor or a naturopath, there are things that body-mind-spirit integration are not happening in many classrooms. And our friends at trinityschool.org, Trinity School of Natural Health, are doing and helping to do so much more wonderful work to give perspective where perspective is desperately needed. So, uh, Super Don, what is that? You have a visual there. Is that something I'm missing? Well, I, what I want to do before we before we put the period at the end of the sentence on this, okay. in the article, the substack that Steve Kirsch, Kirsch put together, he really yeah. kind of addressed, because this is still the kind of the the unknown, mm -hmm. answer. We, we haven't gotten the answer to the question yet, right? Right. It's like, why did they do this? Mm -hmm. And so Steve Kirsch, he, uh, his, his uh, theory on this is that had they not made this change, then uh, they, they would have had too many pilots that have to be grounded. Yes. Because yeah. the airlines, as far as I remember, anyway, it's they all mandated the fact that they all had to get the vaccine. Yeah, correct. So, it, you know, I mean, this is just speculation, of course. You know, we don't have mm -hmm. any proof. Yeah, of this, but he's speculating. I think it's it's at least something that should be entertained. That had they not changed, you know, moved the goalpost, yeah, that there would be pilots that wouldn't qualify, and they wouldn't be able to have planes getting off the ground, right? 
No, that was a big part of my discussion and leading up to that. Exactly. And Hirsch is right. They had to, in order to cover their asses and keep planes flying. But the question, what is the risk to the flying public? The reality is it's, it's a real risk. We should get Steve Kirsch back on. That was a really good interview. We need to get him back on. Yeah. So we'll see if we can reach out and get him back on as well. So super D is I, I went back into the history books, you know, things I've covered over the years here, but I thought it would be an interesting opportunity to tie it into this EKG uh, mess, you know, the modifying or the dumbing down of the standards, right? Making them less that there's a a penchant in allopathic medicine to do that rather than to ask the question of why has it gone wrong? How can we regain the health? We go, well, let's just lower the bar. Let's just lower the bar and we'll call that a day. We'll call that normal, even though it's not healthy, but people assume, well, that's normal. So it's healthy and it's not. Yeah. But that's all that preceded it. That's why this is manifesting in this way. And people aren't, you know, other than Kirsch and a few others blinking an eye on it going, hey, no, that, that no, that ain't right. You got a standard. You set it for a reason. You don't lower it. You go, hey, how come people aren't meeting the standard? What happened there? And like, no, if they look at that, then it's obvious the main thing that's different. The experimental injections. And then you get banned for saying it. Although there's a little bit more freedom in communicating it now, but we're still banned on YouTube and yeah, Spotify. it's not as bad as it used to be. That was something yeah. else, wasn't it? Yeah, it seems like it. It was just yesterday, but I mean, it's hard to believe it was like a couple of years ago. It's amazing when when everything went bonkers. And, and and we have been proven right pretty much about everything that we have, if we want to call it speculated on. But I thought there was actually logical, deductive reasoning that we were utilizing, also historical precedent that I brought to the occasion, even discussing today things that. You know, once again, who else in broadcast media is going to point out that history to lead to that EKG thing today and, and see how there's a, a lineage that makes sense, why this is a normal part of modern medicine to do things like this. Yeah. And I'm not saying every doctor is going to defend it. Most of them, when they hear it, they'll go, yeah, that's not right. I just had no idea. How about have the conversation and and yeah. tell us why you think that doesn't make sense? And yeah. then we've had a conversation. We still may not agree. Yeah. But is it not something that can just be discussed or is it just going to be dismissed like a skeptic would and just say, I'm not going to waste my time having that conversation with that crazy person, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, what did you think about uh, the Dr. Latipo interview? I mean, obviously I brought some things to his attention that he wasn't necessarily prepared to talk about, but he didn't run screaming he was a cool guy no, he, no. he was willing I to mean, have the he, conversation like, oh, he didn't right. agree or or disagree but yeah, he, like, he entertained the uh, idea and respected the line of questioning you know plant and, the seeds for a future that's different yep. the reason it's not different yet is because these people don't know they've never encountered these thought forms how many surgeon general gen, surgeons general have been approached to say hey have you ever considered inviting naturopaths and herbalists and homeopaths (laughs) and chiropractors and all to the table and like, let's hash it out and figure out what are we good at? What are you good at? What do we suck at? What can we do better? It's only going to be happening if we have round tables of doctors discussing this. Really? You think that's insane to think that you can actually make remarkable achievements occur within your own echo chambers, even though there's an occasional voice that, you know, comes through a doctor that learns something else. They try to bring it in but they're still considered the experts when they failed miserably on so many things. Yeah, I got a complaint, but I'm not sitting here, uh, you know, uh, doing nothing about it. I mean, I, you know, part of my role, I believe is to communicate, to reach out, 
and have conversations. You know, I can be ticked off about things, but, I, you know, it's not like I want to get in the face of people and yell at them. That doesn't serve a purpose either. But to find a point of reasonable agreement, hey, look, we you might not know about this. I know about this. I don't know about that. I don't claim to know about that. But, hey, we can come together and talk about that. But that was happening. It is happening in the COVID years behind the scenes, not in government-sanctioned inner sanctums, but out in, you know, coffee shops, in libraries, in homes and living rooms across the nation, people are coming together going, I'm not waiting for the governor or the Surgeon General to do this, much less the federal yahoos. It's happening, but the potential is it, or I would say the inevitability is that it has to roll uphill from a grassroots perspective. They can no longer ignore that the entirety of America, the people of America are, as he says, you already utilizing many of these natural substances and thumb their nose at Leanna Wen. And you know, the Wizards of Waverly Place or whatever the CDC is and Fauci and NIA. <laughs> We're not waiting. But the point is, if you have good people of integrity that are willing to engage, you say, hey, let me plant a seed. Have you thought of this? Oh, no, I haven't. And maybe it comes up again. Someone like DeSantis or others that are coming up that are yet to run for office that are exposed. And maybe some of you that have grown up on the Robert Scott Bell show will bring this into whatever endeavor you feel you know appropriate. And maybe you go into politics with this and you go, yeah, this only makes sense. I've been hearing this my whole life <laughs> when I heard none of it in my growing up years until much later. But that's why freedom of speech is so important. So you can be exposed to different ideas. You don't have to adopt every one of them. You don't have to agree with any, any of them or all of them or anything in between. But to be exposed is something, oh, all right, different perspective. Never thought of that. Maybe it is a good idea. I don't know. Let's talk some more. Super Don, you dig that. I know you do. That's why you're you're still here after all these years. <laughs> oh, is that what it is? Yeah, that's it. Okay, it ain't my good looks. I dig it. By the I, way, I, I like conversation. I like meaningful conversation. Mm -hmm. um, it's you know, it's like I always say, you know, at the end of the conversation, you're going to come away with it uh, with, from it with one of two things: mm -hmm. a you're going to maybe adjust your perspective because you've learned something or you're, you're willing to consider something that you didn't think of before, or B you're going to disagree with the other person, which is going to strengthen your own personal views. And it's still a, a net gain. So why not, why not have these conversations, you know, exercise, exercise the muscle up here once in a while, you know, yeah. instead of living in a bubble or, or an yeah. echo chamber, you know, uh, yeah. ha have these, these conversations and do it in a civil way, just like it used to be back in the old days. Remember right. that? Yes. Yes, yeah. indeed. Amazing. All right. So we have a choice to make here. What is the choice? We've got, uh, we've got a few stories here that we can talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a question of the day and an additional one, additional one I just got via okay. email. Uh, and then we've got a pillow to give away. Oh, the silver right pillow. Have we heard right. from Lisa Hill? I left her message. I haven't it's, gotten any I'll, response. It's no. my bad because it's last minute. But yeah. uh, I would say I, I do want to give that away before because I kept, honestly, that's why I said yesterday. I was you were stressing we yesterday and I, I set a reminder on the calendar yeah. so we would not forget. So you want to go ahead and do that? Yes, please. Okay. So how do we let's... do this? We have, here's the, here was the thing. Over between, I think it was somewhere between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm -hmm. We had a special offer that Lisa Hill gave all of you, RSB 22 it was. Well, you get the Silverite pillow instead of 149 you got it for 99 basically. 
So for say 50 bucks. And I said, if you buy it at that time, through that time, that you would be eligible. We're going to draw uh, one winner to win an additional Silverite pillow, which are so amazing. Uh, the Silver Thread, the Kapok, all of that. And I travel with my pillow, everything. And uh, in fact, I gave away uh, a travel pillow. In fact, on the last AMA we did together for our, uh, our, um, our patron supporters. And the next one's coming up the 28th of January, Saturday, coming up uh, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. And so Lisa Hill agreed, yeah, I will give away to one. And we also wanted to say thank you to our patron supporters. Those of you who may or may not have bought a pillow, but I wanted to say an additional thing. And, and for those of you who are able to join us on our AMAs, we often are able to give back more than, than you've given monetarily to us. And I don't say that as a complaint. I'm grateful that I can because there are sponsors that support us and donate things. And then in addition, you guys have gotten the spirit of this thing going. Many of the patron supporters that join us on our Zoom meetings once a month say, hey, I want to give away some stuff too. All right. Like Lori, who has a, a printing, t-shirt printing and printing company. She's like giving away t-shirts and then, yep. I, you know, others are giving away books. Leslie has given away things. Sherry Neal has given away things. Uh, like, it's amazing. It's just like you, the generosity. And it's so much fun to get together and do that. So we're grateful for those of you that do give to us either monthly or on an annual basis through Patreon. Uh, that we wanted to include you in this potential giveaway. So this is, uh, you've entered all of the numbers and yes. they are corresponding the names. And when we pick the number, I'm going to give you a few minutes because you actually have to go, it's low tech, but you have to go back and you've numbered everybody and find out what number that is. I have I have a list in two different places. We've got the people that bought the, uh, the, the pillows mm-hmm. and got the great deal. And then we've got the patron members. So I've got to like, whatever the number is, I've got to do a little bit of math and then I have to go and look at which list I'm going to. And, right. uh, oh, cool. We got Legion, Laban Ditchburn coming back on in February. Laban. It's been yeah, a while. Yeah. Our, the world's greatest courage coach. That's right. So anyway, uh, we're going to do the spin the wheel, Laban's which we have. That is him. You. Yeah. Look at that. Look at that. Awesome dude. Is All he right, still uh, in Mexico? Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. is wild. They're wow. digging it, having a good time. I want to visit them if he's not going to come visit us. So we had yeah. a great time. <laughs> All right. So let's go to the spinning wheel thingy. Mm-hmm. A lot I of you guys the wheel. got it. This is a big, Dude, look big at, look at all the fun. entries. There's 121 all together. Way to go. Y'all you're amazing. Thank you. So here we go. All right. So there's no sound on this, but it's just going to spin here. So let's the silent see. era sound. That's right. And this is a complete random number generator in terms of the numbers. It'll pick one. And we'll see who is the winner. And you won't know for a moment. Number 89. Number 89. Okay. okay. So Super Don's going to do his homework and try and figure out which one corresponds to number 89. All right. So while I'm doing that, you need to do a, uh, a tell a joke or something. I don't know. Tell a joke or something. That's not hard to do. You know what I can do is uh, tell everybody about Folium PX. Uh, our friend Babry, who's doing extraordinary work and scientifically sound validations for this Chernobyl-level antioxidant system that he's got, F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X.com. And if for some reason the code's not working, and we've heard that, RSB10, they'll give you 10% off for free shipping, one or the other. You figure it out, but I think it's it, it's a great deal for what it does. <clears throat> Mom's on it, and she's doing great. The more energy, better sleep, and I'd love to have y'all try it too. So go to F-O-L-I-U-M-P-X.com and you can check out the three uh, products they have in a system that you go on all of them and you will see tremendous changes. Also, in addition to being a super level antioxidant, it also bind to radiational components as well. So if you're exposed to things that you're like, oh man, there's a lot going on here. 
Uh, if you're concerned about uh, alterations to chromosomal integrity, that's radiation, uh, think Folium PX. FoliumPX.com. Thanks, Babry. And we'll get some, uh, we got some new, uh, another guest coming on, talk about it later. All right, what's going on, Super D? Did you figure out number 89? I did figure out number 89. And oh, this fast. will be coming from, uh, yeah, it was, I just had it up. I just had to, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, okay. nine, ten, 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 ten. Yeah. You never uh, know what you'll get just for being a patron supporter, much less taking advantage of the deals that we bring to you for awesome products that we love and use here. That's right. So the winner of the Silverite Pillow is our Patreon member, Laura Ivanovich. Oh, congratulations, Laura. Woo. So uh, you'll alert her if she's not watching right now. Yep. But thank you, everybody, for, for participating, for getting the pillow and or being patron supporters of the Robert Scott Bell Show. You never know what you'll win besides the win that you have just for being part of the family, which I feel like I'm winning because you guys are here with us. So thank you. All right. So we have questions of the day. Do we have any critical um, stories to cover that we really want to hit today? I'm, I'm flexible, you know, at this point. We, we would uh, have that I lost their, their family animal, the dog, uh, Grizzly. So I'm yeah. sorry about that. Let's let's uh, let's go because you kind of teased the story in the last hour. Let's go to the uh, hmm. the one about the drug commercials. Okay, so uh, ARS ARS Technica uh, it's uh, reporting that seventy percent of drugs advertised on TV are of low therapeutic value, according to a study. So you know the ads are going, "That's oh, the greatest, it's the best." You know, Superdon was complaining about I don't know testosterone boosters that are are natural. But equivalents of uh, those that are approved as drugs, also not really impressive. 70%, a little over 70% of those prescription drugs, these are not OTC's prescriptions advertised on TV rated as having low therapeutic value, which means they offer little benefit compared with other drugs on the market. Of course, they're not even comparing it to things like selenium that can counteract prostate cancer, for instance. Oop, did I say that? Yeah, I did because I don't sell it. So what are you going to do? Freedom of speech. I'm sorry. We still have a little bit left anyway. So this appeared in the JAMA Open Network uh, Journal, and it aligns with longstanding skepticism that heavily promoted drugs have high therapeutic value. One explanation might be that the drugs with substantial therapeutic value are likely to be recognized and prescribed without advertising, so manufacturers have greater incentive to promote drugs of lesser value, said the authors, which included researchers at Harvard, Yale, and Dartmouth. A little bit Ivy League for you, huh? <sighs> Advertising, drug advertising. I mean, we're U.S. and New Zealand. Why? Why do we have this drug advertisement blitz? Now, I'm not talking about things that are OTC that you can just get in the drugstore. You don't need a doctor or a go-between to get. We're talking about drug companies investing hundreds of millions. Is it billions at this point in advertising? The media, the news media especially, loves this. They love direct-to-consumer advertising of drugs because it's, Bottom lining, almost every one of those news shows. Check out the daytime television shows if you watch any of those things. All drug commercials all the time. Again, not typically things you can just get by yourself, but things you have to go, go ask your doctor if this is right for you. And they're the most expensive, newly patented drugs that they want you or your third-party payers, <laughs> aka insurance schemes, to pay for if the doctors would only get on board uh, prescribing it. <clears throat> this is where my voice is still a little on the edge. 
Still struggling, huh? Yeah, I get to that point and I get this little tickle. I'm like, I can tell it's like I'm, I'm pushing myself. I feel better. Again, I've, I've gotten to the gym twice in a row. I'm feeling better, but I still know I'm not 100%. So we got to be careful. Everybody remember. I was, I was watching a clip today of, uh, well, let me see what's on the screen right now. Oh, it's the article. Yeah. Of Joe Rogan. He was inter- uh, doing an interview with a guy, guy he has on regularly. And, Joe put out throughout a, a, a statistic that he had he had seen. I can't verify this, but he said that he saw it, mm-hmm. and that's that seventy five percent of all of the commercials that are aired on TV are drug commercials. Yeah, seventy five percent. And in some of the news programs, as I talked about, daytime TVs stuff, mm-hmm. it, it's a close to a hundred percent. You know, outside uh, of yeah, it's years. it's. It's definitely up there, isn't it? And there's a uh, there's a, a quote in this article mm-hmm. where it says that let me throw it up here. Too many buttons. Hmm. It says one explanation for this might be that the drugs with substantial therapeutic value are likely to be recognized and prescribed without advertising, so manufacturers have greater incentive to promote drugs of lesser value. Yeah, I just read that. But yeah. that's okay. Oh, did you? Okay, I was working on the on the oh, rap. Sorry, but, but yeah. Okay. So I mean, that makes a whole lot of sense, right? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, we got these drugs. You know, listen, the the doctors may not prescribe them because you know, really, we don't have the data to prove mm-hmm. that they're really any better than the the drugs that are already out there. Yeah. So we're going to advertise them because then what? Then when the people that are sitting at home watching the commercials and they see the people skipping around in the park with the butterflies and the, and the you know the yeah. kittens and the puppies and stuff like that they're going to go to their doctor and say hey i want that drug yeah i want that and, one i saw on tv and this leads perfectly to the next article from newsweek vaccine skeptics slam celebs for flagging covid health risk and the irony we kind of course, touched on this a little bit yesterday didn't we yeah we did and, and you know we're brought to you by pfizer 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 you know whether it be um, michael phelps or pink or whoever you know that is promoting this stuff and and you know they said vaccine skeptics isn't that interesting rather than anti-vaxxers in newsweek mm-hmm. i thought that was an interesting choice of of words because if you're not a vaccine skeptic at this point you're not paying attention you know and that's a nice thing to say about you if you're if you're not at the very least yeah well and and i think i, I still go back and i haven't heard anybody talk about this yet Mm-hmm. But I still go back to what, what my, my thought was on this. You know, fine. You want to say, okay, vaccine skeptics. Well, what about the, uh, the cryptocurrency skeptics? Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you don't have to be a vaccine skeptic to feel like you got sold a bill of goods by a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, I mean, up until this FTX, this cryptocurrency thing happened, I, I really never kind of thought of, you know, oh, well, there's a celebrity came on TV. And so uh, because that product is something that I don't like or I had a bad experience with it, I'm going to sue that celebrity now. I, it never really crossed my mind because, you know, it's like whatever a company, mm-hmm. you know, pays a celebrity to do advertising for them. Should that celebrity be held responsible for the product? Maybe, maybe in the court of public opinion, sure. Legally, I, and I don't know. I just, it just never crossed my mind. But at this point, I'm looking, I'm going, well, if they're going to sue Matt Damon <laughs> because he said you should get this cryptocurrency, why could we not sue a celebrity for saying yeah. you need to get vaccinated? Because, I mean, we're finding out now yeah, there's a problem, right? This is amazing. Newsweek has also gone to our new friend, Brian Skistimus, five times August. 
He's going to be on the show soon. He's also going to be featured uh, singer, entertainer at the Next Steps Conference outside of Atlanta, February 22nd through 25th. And he was quoted in this article on Newsweek. It says, five times August, singer-songwriter Brad Skiskimus was among those critics accusing the stars in the initiative of prompting a purported poison. And his uh, tweet to them was, hi, at Pink, at Questlove, at Michael Phelps. Just wondering how much at Pfizer paid you for this campaign to push their poison on the American people. What's it feel like to sell out for big pharma money? Money. Hope it was worth all the sudden and unexpected deaths you're enabling. Five times August. Dude, props to five times August as a, you know, a musician going, you know, I'm not going to stay quiet on this. I'm going to let them know how I feel about it. And, you know, of all the people, I'm a Michael Phelps fan. I'm a swimmer. Everybody, I mean, who doesn't like Phelps? But Pink, no, not a fan at all. She is, you know, that B word you're not allowed to say? When you see her behavior <laughs> on this front, I mean, she's just like, if you don't get yeah. it, don't come see my concert. I mean, those are the people that are just seething with rage and hatred. I don't, I don't find much. Which is unfortunate. I don't listen to a lot of the pop music, but at the time when she was really popular, yeah, um, she's a good singer. She's not a bad singer. I mean, she's come out with some good music, but no, it's not about her talent as a singer, but man, uh, there's some faults in her character, uh, to do what she does. That's my perspective on celebrities in this case, this one. All right, let's, can we squeeze in a couple of questions of the day here? Yeah. So let's go to the first one. I just got this on, on, on email. Mm-hmm. And I have no way of knowing who this is because in the email it Ooh. it was texted to me. Okay, it was it's I won't say the phone number of course, but it was you know yeah. uh, phone number at cricketwireless.net. So I don't have a name. Okay, um, but they apparently are listening. Number. Yeah, it says my grandson is nine and he got his first ear infection. One person says he has no eardrum rupture, and one says no. Oh, has an eardrum rupture. One says no. Okay. Regardless, he has double ear infection in the middle ear and one possible eardrum rupture. He has been battling for about a month or so. What do you suggest? Homeopath, homeopath, well, silver for sure. Uh, Ear, nose, and throat. Now, the question of putting it in the ear, that's controversial a little bit. But if if you want to check with a so-called ENT expert, ask them uh, if you have an antimicrobial agent that comes in water, like silver, that is not harmful to tissue devastating to microbes like bacteria if it's, if it's, in this case it's a bacterial infection is there a problem not with the silver because i know the silver is not the problem is there a problem if water gets in there behind mm-hmm. the so-called eardrum so ask that question of them and you can get hopefully a rational answer about hey whether it's no it's okay it'll drain out or oh man that's the worst thing you want and so if you're working with an ent ask that question but yeah i would be utilizing silver homeopathic ferrum phosphoricum homeopathic phosphorus uh, homeopathic uh, capsicum as well, all considered here uh, to be utilized. And again, use the silver intranasally. We have the sinus spray, sinus relief, uh, which is the same silver, which you can uh, spray it in my mouth, spray it in my uh, sinuses. <sighs> By the way, the last couple of days, I did have a little bit of stinging sensation, which tells me there was some bacterial infection going on as well in the midst of my running myself down. So, you know, hitting it, hitting it, hitting it hard, hitting it again, but the homeopathics are often missing. Now, can you dry it out safely without using a hairdryer? Yeah. How about Harmony Cone ear candles? That's not going to reach in and and damage the the eardrum at all. And uh, they've got a safe way of doing it. Check out HarmonyCone.com. And of course, we interviewed, I interviewed uh, Doc Harmony for 
the book Unlock the Power to Heal. There's a whole chapter on ear candling, what it is, what it isn't. But it can also dry out the ear canal and help uh, retard infection, if you will, remove infection a little bit. So that would be you another You said thing. the R word. Ooh. You, you can't use it for that even, really? Hmm. I'm going to hang up my medical degree. Wait, I don't have one. Never mind. <laughs> so, all right. Let's go uh, to another question of the day. I think you said there was another one. All right. Go full screen so I can see that one. This one's from Melissa, I think. I think that's what I'm reading. Yeah. Hi, RSB. And Super D. What do you recommend for pain relief for a teething baby? My little niece is teething and her parents have some hesitations after seeing the Highlands tablets were voluntarily recalled, which is the stupidest thing ever. But I think it's best to avoid over-the-counter pain relievers. What do you recommend? Thanks, mm. RSB. Autumn is teething right now. Really? I can relate to this. What about the spring? Is the spring teething too? Oh, wait, your granddaughter, Autumn. Never mind. I'm sorry. Uh, yes, teething is chamomilla, homeopathic chamomilla. And, uh, you know, the teething tablets that were out there forever by Highlands that have been there for 100 plus years and never went away until the FDA, went, oh, we got to stop this. People are buying this stuff. And they said, oh, my gosh, the stuff's in it could be dangerous. But it was in a homeopathic form. So it wasn't. So it was Belladonna, wasn't it? It was the homeopathic Belladonna. Yeah. yeah. Um, and they're like, oh, it's going to give everybody it's going to kill. Nobody was harmed or killed. It was homeopathic. But people don't know the difference so they just freak out and then they look at the press reports the history from the FDA and go oh well they were they were voluntarily pulled i don't think i want to use them so highland's not the only game in town when it comes to teething tablets or just teething liquids homeopathics check out all the homeopathic laboratories out there and you'll find teething remedies whether they be single ingredient or complex combinations and that's what i would do immediately and safely melissa and don't be afraid of the history of fda and teething tablets that helpful Hopefully, got through a couple of easy questions of the day, I think. Mm -hmm. All right, looking through. What else did we miss? Well, yeah, we covered a lot today. Yeah. There's just one more uh, article there, and this is going on in uh, Los Angeles. Okay. Apparently, they haven't gotten the memo down there that the yeah. uh, triple-demic didn't happen. Yeah. Apparently. Okay. But, um. Los Angeles uh, Unified School District parents are pleading for the mask mandate to come back. <laughs> it's like, uh, you know, I'm not and into it's anxiety over the triple demic. That, I'm uh, not that's into, the reasoning behind it. You know, I, I really oppose licensure, but at the risk of becoming a hypocrite, I might make one exception. These parents should, should have to get a license before they get children. They have children. children. <laughs> These LAUSD school children are uh, being raised by parents who are, I won't yes. use the alliteration, wussies. Wussies, okay. Or otherwise, hide your kids' ears because of what I want to say. I thought you were going to say retards. No, I didn't say. Oh, you no. said it now. Oh, That's no. Ah. Yeah, thank you. Turnabout is fair play, I think, in this show. <laughs> they are so freaked out about germs see these are the people that ensure that if you live in a liberal tarted city is that does that count no you missed the r good all right so if you live in those cities that you're going to be guaranteed to have a government that reflects these outspoken loudmouth pussy willows that that are afraid of their own microbiological shadow masks 
Where's the evidence that they would do anything other than harm the children that wear them? Well, these these parents here, and the first example that they give in the article is uh, this 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 parent, Allison, who has, yeah. uh, or a parent, uh, Lourdes, whose uh, daughter Allison has Down syndrome, mm-hmm. which makes her more vulnerable to illness. So restrict her breathing makes no sense. Well, I'm wondering what did what did Allison do? What did Lourdes, the mom, do before mm-hmm. COVID was a thing, and Allison was going to school, where yeah. there were things like colds and flu and and stuff like that? Was she wearing a mask? Yeah. Were the rest of the kids required to wear a mask? Mm-hmm. Probably not. Now that COVID has become not a, really a thing anymore, especially in children. Mm-hmm. Um. What what is happening here? What we've got, I think, is is residual freakout yeah. from COVID nineteen. Look what it says here. Lopez's concerns typify the voices of many LA parents who are navigating. Okay. Then it said Lopez and a group of Latino parents recently met on Zoom to air the concern. Now, I'm not throwing all Latinos under the bus in this case, but it's a it's a sad disappointment that uh, uh, any group of people has bought into the lies and fear mongering that they would want to mask their children. And just sad for any group, but it's a group of what individuals. And I think if we could speak to them, if we could reach them with a message of empowerment and immune strengthening, yes, even children who are vulnerable can be helped by the things we do here on the Robert Scott Bell show. There are great immune support supplements that we use and have access to even now, the minerals. My, my question would be that, I mean, they focus here on this was a group of Latino parents. Mm-hmm. Now, is that just because in this particular district uh, that the majority of people are Latino, or uh, is this something that uh, they're turning into a a potentially discrimination type of thing? I don't know, but it's going to be embarrassment uh, for that community if they all embrace fear over wisdom and creation and natural immunity and the many ways to support it. I mean, I say, go back to the medicine of your ancestors. Uh, Whether you came from Mexico central or South America, there's a long thousands of years of history of using botanical substances for prevention and reversing of diseases that include infectious disease. And are you going to turn your kids over to the pharmaceutical pseudoscientists that destroyed the immune system of millions of people around the world with their experiments and drugs. I don't think they're thinking clearly in this case. And I don't care if they were Latino, Native American, Jewish, Christian, Muslim, name the group or subgroup. If you're buying into the the lies and deceptions, there's a vulnerability there rooted in ignorance. And of course, often the arrogance of those who like them to remain ignorant and in fear. So there's a lot yet to learn. There's plenty. And this is why I say as much as I've said a lot over the years, I don't run out of saying stuff <laughs> and I don't run out of people that need to hear it. And including the messages that I speak out for my own sake, if no one was listening, helped me to reinforce what I've learned over the years to not live in fear because fear is immunosuppressive as well. Maybe one of the most powerful immunosuppressants there is in addition to all the other things. Uh, one of the things that we're using for the immune system at home now is from Nutritional Frontiers, the Enter DMG, Advanced Immune Support, for a lot of reasons. But, you know, one of the things that's destroying the immune system is damage to our gut, the seat of the immune system. And whether it's an antibiotic 
or whether it's being ongoing exposure to low levels of glyphosate, the active ingredient Roundup that is found in so many foods now, even foods that you think are healthy. When you you get holes punched in your gut, your immune system's not going to be healthy and strong. It's going to be weak and vulnerable. And so check out the NRDMG. You can get 15% off with the RSB15 code. We've got the big event coming up in uh, Clearwater, Florida, uh, March 31st, April 1st and 2nd for healthcare providers. Get your tickets now. It will sell out. And we're going to be there. It's going to be an amazing weekend. Among the Health Freedom Expo coming up, the virtual, which you can watch from anywhere around the world at home on the Whova app. That's the 18th and 19th of February. And the did, did I send you, I think I forwarded you, Super Don, uh, information. We can send out an email blast on the Next Steps info, uh, conference. I think uh, Tia the the press kit. Yeah, I got yeah. it. So we can send out an email blast, too, to let everybody know about accessing that. Love to see you in Atlanta or Buford, uh, Georgia, uh, Lake Lanier Islands, 22nd through 25th of February. Mm-hmm. A fun time together there, too. All right. Uh, what else we got here as we're wrapping up? Then we'll head into the uh, disco round. The disco round. Just seeing if you're paying attention. <laughs> Bonus round. You need to come up with some disco music for the disco round. Why not? Yeah. Dawn glyphosate is an oats too. Yes, oats, legumes, lentils. A lot of things you think are really good and healthy. A lot of different whole grains. It's not certified organic. It's likely soaked in glyphosate, punching holes in your gut, destroying your immune system, making your kids vulnerable. So to the Latin mom and the Latin community at the LAUSA, what are you feeding your kids? I'm just asking because the vulnerability that is being created is being created by what you're feeding them. In addition to the drugs that they may have been on antibiotics prior to this, and you're worried about masks, mandatory masks. How about the immune system that you're destroying from within? And again, rooted maybe in ignorance, right? So I'm not yelling at you. But the question is, when you learn of this, will you do better? Or will you turn to the LAUS, LA, what is it, the school district and say, just mask everybody because I can't be bothered to feed my kid cleaner foods. I'm just, you know, I'm just putting it out there. I know it can be insensitive to some, but uh, sometimes we have to face some hard truths because there ain't no government savior going to rescue us from the things that government does. And that includes government-sanctioned modern medical monopolies. Thank you to Dr. Joseph Latipo. I said it right. Uh, Surgeon General of Florida for being on board today. Again, our sympathies and um, condolences go to the family of the uh, Ty, Ty and Charlie Mollinger and the kids. They, they lost their little pet grizzly. wasn't a grizzly. It was, a, I believe it was a dog, but named grizzly. Uh, and that's a sad thing when you lose a family member, a pet, just like a family member. So we send love and prayers to them. And uh, we'll look forward to uh, seeing y'all tomorrow as I'm heading out toward Nashville for the big Reawaken America tour with Clay Clark. And uh, a lot of interviews. We'll have a lot of silver and copper to pour for everybody. Maybe some cardio miracle as well. And look forward to seeing you there. And then other events coming up after that. Check it out. Upcoming events tab at robertscabell.com. Please sign up for the email which includes newsletters occasionally. Super Don's so busy. Uh, just text my name, initials, RSB to 22828, and you'll get prompted. And with that, we're going to take a quick pause and be back for the bonus round. What do you got? Bring it, and we'll bring it back because the power to heal is yours. Okay. Uh, I just noticed uh, Leslie. Oh, you found some disco? 
I'm waiting for the disco part. It's DJ time. <laughs> there you go. Is this disco or house music? Were you, were you, no, this is disco. Is it? Okay. Have you, uh, did you, did, were you into disco uh, back in the day? Look, that was uh, 1979, 78, 79. <clears throat> I was what, 12 or 13 years old? Yeah. So as much as you could. You were old enough. You were old enough for that. We were jamming to uh, Donna Summer. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. BG's stuff. When so Saturday I- Night Fever came out, did you think that was a cool movie? Definitely. It was a little Definitely. over our age group, but yeah. Yeah. It was an interesting time. Yeah, it was. It was very popular, but it just kind of came and went. Parachute pants. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of embarrassing things. Make you want to tap tap your foot a little bit there? Not that I could ever really dance to disco, but I could move. You know, that that famous saying that I've said, I dance to the beat of a different drummer in another room that no one else can hear. Yes. That explains what what is he doing? I was a big fan of the Bee Gees. I thought they yeah. were a great they oh, were a great group. Bee Gees. Yeah. And then then you had the infamous Kiss album that came out that was uh a they, disco they, kiss. They experimented with disco on that one. Look, I, I've I've lost all respect for Gene Simmons and his, you know, vaccine or die attitude the thing i never was a fan of gene simmons really i mean yeah but i mean i was like good dude really you're a rock and roller they still make good music as a band though did they really or was it the live show no i think the music music was good too i think their music sucked but i did see really you didn't like you didn't you thought all of their music sucked yeah it's it's just amateurish and 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 I'm not a musician, so take take that with whatever grain of salt you want. But I'm just wow. telling you, I went to a Kiss concert yeah. uh, when I was young, and then I understood the appeal of Kiss. Oh, sure. No, they were totally, totally. commercialized. In fact, there's a there's a yeah. uh, a documentary, mm-hmm. if you happen to have Hulu, mm-hmm. uh, called Kistory, and it is a, a documentary. I think it's like a four-part mm-hmm. uh, documentary on their history you know, yeah. as a band and everything that happened. Dude. And it turns out, check it out. Mm-hmm. It turns out that uh, they they totally were not into like the the rock scene. They weren't like into drugs and 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 stuff right. like that, and They're the partying stuff like that. They were into being successful. Yeah, and that that was Very their good. thing. And so while everybody else was partying and and they you know, did their thing, and they're still destroying going destroying their brain cells. They were trying to figure out how to become successful, and they figured it out. Did you ever see them live? I did not. It was one of those the shows that I, it was on my bucket list, but it took too long. Yeah, that is when I understood the appeal of Kiss. Yeah. And as a live band, they were off now, the Now, I do the like band. their music, too. Yeah. Not all of it. And I understand yeah. what you're saying about the amateurish thing. Because yeah. on some of their songs, it sounds like a garage band. The lyrics. It, every, it, I mean, it's just not some impressed. Some of it is pretty good, though. And it's catchy. And it's fun. You listen with, to the lyrics of Neil Peart from Rush. No, like, okay. Shut up. Come on. Why you got to compare them to Rush? Nobody's comparing them to anybody. Just stand alone. <laughs> I mean, come on. Detroit Rock City, great song. All right. All right. All right. You know? I'm just I'm just trying to make people mad, I think I guess. I don't know. Holy man. It's just Gene, not see Gene Simmons is is from Israel. And yeah. this is where you know and I, so I, is, I uh, Paul, Paul Stanley's Jewish too. Yeah, but I don't think it was from Israel. Yeah. But the the point of uh, you know, DJK from a so- socialist country. Yeah, I mean there's socialist aspects of uh Israel, uh, you know, the kibbutz, 
Uh, also, I think they have a socialized medical system, but it's very capitalistic too, very business oriented, and they do a lot there. But uh, just the great disappointment of a Gene Simmons or anybody who would be either be uh, well from Israel and how they have adopted, uh, you know, the the mandates, if you will, that to me. And I and I talk more about that in tomorrow's interview uh, with Chava. Chava, let me see. You got to you got to work on your Hebrew there, Super Don. So I do. I get to practice my Hebrew a little bit. Chava Dagan tomorrow on the second hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show. Jonathan E. Mord, first hour. Paul oh, Paul man. Stanley's uh, real name is Stanley Burt Eisen. Mm -hmm. Doesn't yeah. doesn't quite sound the same, right? Now get <laughs> no. this. Uh, Gene Simmons' mm -hmm. actual name. Oh, come on. They don't have anymore. It's, it was funny. I just can't remember his real name. It's okay. I, and I can't say this right because I, I don't know. I don't know how to do the, the thing that you do. C-H-A-I-M. Chaim. Chaim Witz. That's his name. Chaim Witz. <laughs> who, who was Chaim? Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons was Chaim. Okay. Yes, his real name is Chaim. Uh-huh. And so they, they in, in in the story, they're just like, we got to change our name because you know nobody's going to come out and and check out right. a rock show by Chaim Witz. Gene and so Simmons. he changed it to Gene Simmons. Yeah, again, good businessman. I don't doubt. He was that born myself. in Israel. Yeah. yeah. So Don was laughing about all the the stuff related, I think, to my wife. <laughs> um, stay at home mom, of course. Uh, Leslie uh, took my wife's side. She's like, yeah, I, I don't, I'm not made for that technology either. And I'm not, it, honestly, it's not a critique. And I, I try to smile lovingly because it's really frustrating for her. You know, if, if anybody of you that you know this or know someone's like that, it's like something about the way their brains are wired doesn't correspond to the ease with which some generations, just like it's a natural extension. I've adapted to it. I'm decent at being able to interface with it. But my wife and many others like her, like, I can't make this work. I sort of get it, but there's nothing that sticks. It just always comes back. And comedians can make great jokes about it as such. But I was just making some fun at her expense because she's not going to get on the microphone and yell at me. Maybe and at the you end. Already, you already got your muffins. And so. I got my muffins yesterday. And today you're I had one. You're in the clear at least for a little while. A little while. We'll see what happens after the show. Could be in trouble. But then again, I'm heading out of town for like two or three days. So, um, yep. Good timing on that. <laughs> hit, hit, yeah. <laughs> Maybe it'll blow over by the time you get back. Leslie says, Nancy is an incredible woman. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Oh, my gosh. All right. So, good show today. I think so. Um, It was cool getting Joe Latipo on. Yeah, it was. Oh, mom's yeah. in the audience. She's giving us a Hebrew lesson. Chaim, you know Chaim. Mm -hmm. Super Don, you know Chaim. You know what it means. Like Chaim. Right. Yeah, because I, I saw it. I read it. Well, have you heard Lachaim? Yes. Right. To life. Oh, is that what that means? Yeah. To life. Lachaim. Oh, Lachaim. Okay. Lachaim. All right. Right. Never saw. You've heard that. So I have heard that. Yes. Yeah. Of course, whenever I'm trying to do be, you know, like do the Jewish thing, I would say Mazel Tov. So there you go. But you're right. Lachaim. I've heard of that before. Mm -hmm. So yes, Gene Simmons means life. <laughs> To some people, <laughs> I'm disappointed in him. That that's he has lived the life, I guess, hasn't he? Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So tomorrow we've got um, Chava or Chava? Chava? Chava Degan. Chava? Chava Degan. And she's 
doing organic agriculture in the middle of the Negev desert where my mom walked in high heels, the first woman ever probably in history to walk in the Negev desert in high heels. It's part of her book. This is, uh, where is it? The life of many colors from Israel to America, life of many colors. That's the birthday gift you give to mom every year. You buy that book online. Check it out. You got even, I think in an ebook version of it too. I'm not sure. I'm not mistaken. Okay. And what else? What else is going? You guys got anything else or are we going to go? Glyphosate is in oats too. Dawn, yes. Got quiet in the in one of the chat rooms there. Yeah, it's been a been a quiet day in the chat rooms. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stephen, when I clear my throat, I say, I am. I am. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mom says a toast to life, of course. Yes. There you go. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Uh, right. So Friday, we don't know what's happening, although I'll be live from... Friday is going to be the wild card show. The wild card um, show of the week because we'll be in Nashville. Yep. And I pray that okay. we'll be able to pull it off. We'll have the news of the day to fall back on, but I, I am going to assume that you're going to have at least a couple of guests probably. Super D, what is the thing that I can add to this, like a wafer? You can say you can take this board, the Roadcaster Pro, and record things directly into it. Because what if I have to do that? There's a, uh, a memory card that you would buy. And I'll 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 find it for you and send you that info because I'm I might have it's to one of those it's one of those you know like those those kind of rectangular ones you know that you get the slide into the the slot. Yeah, I think um, I know, but I want to be sure. And then if we can figure out if I have to use that as a last resort to record because I don't want to lose the interviews that I that I that yeah. I get. I'll event. tell you what. Here's what we'll do. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm gonna run, I'll run over to the store uh, okay. today. And okay. pick one of those up. They're not that expensive. You can pick up like a sixty-four why, gigabyte. Why will you pick yeah. one of those up? It's not so that I can actually do it as well. So that when I'm trying to explain it to you, I know what I'm talking about. Really? So I'll figure out how to do the recording in the unit because it'd be good to have anyway. Can you do that for me, Super D. Oh, I don't have any all music. So we need some all music, right? <laughs> That's your AI poetry. I, Super Don. We'll go to the store for you, my brother. I will get a memory card so I can show you the way. You're going to make me cry. Uh, um, yeah. You know what? I wouldn't mind having it just so that I can use it if I need to. I don't really because I can record right into the computer. Yeah. Um, but I'll just do it just to have it on hand. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it'll just be like, here's an instructional video. Figure it out. What okay. would you prefer? <laughs> if you feel like you can use it one day, then go ahead and get it. But yeah, yeah. I, they're not I, like I, I said, they're not that expensive. They're you know, they're 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 pretty cheap. So okay. yeah, I'd like I, I mean yeah, I'll just get a small back. one and just to have. Do we figure out with the headset microphones if they if they actually that with the did we get bad sound last time or we did okay? Well, I think you had the wrong open. setting. I had the wrong setting, that's right. You didn't have it set on the on the well, right on the headset. Might have to test that too when we get there. Yeah. Well, rule of thumb is mm -hmm. Uh, uh, get a hold of me before you record. Just, yeah, I'm bad about just, that. Just do it. I just don't just do it. Get a hold of you. It. Although yeah. I do now have access to a really cool tool that I showed you the mm -hmm. other day, where I could take. So you could take my bad audio and make it work. 
Maybe. I mean, I, I don't know 100%. It's, some audio maybe is too far gone. But Yeah, no, um, I'm not talking about extreme, but, uh, you know, generally if it's not up to the, it's yeah, a little bit off. There's this really it. cool, and I, and I, I don't want to spark another, another debate, but it's AI technology oh, gotcha. that can take, if you're, re, let's, and the example that it used, in fact, you know what I think I even have, mm-hmm. for anybody who cares, I think I have, oh no, I just wrote over it. Um, anyway, if you like recorded some audio and you happen to be in a room that had no carpet or anything like that, and it was kind of echoey and the mo- the microphone was not really all that great. It was impressive. I t- you showed me what it could you do. I can run it through this processor that uses AI and it will make it sound like our audio, like you're speaking through like a studio microphone with processing. It's, it's amazing mm-hmm. what it can do. So in the event that that happens again, I might be able to save it this time. Excellent. Yeah. So anyway. I know that's super exciting for people to listen to. It is thrilling. Yes. All right. Well, that's all I've got. So you're going to go rest a little bit more as much as you can, get packed up. and. Yeah, I've got to make some calls. But honestly, I feel better today than I have. I had some false starts in terms of I thought I was completely over it, and I had a little fall back. I pushed myself too hard. But I did go to work out again this morning, and it felt good. I need the movement. I do better with that. Uh, it, but not to the extreme where I'm like wiping my stores out. Cause that's not a good plan when you're not, you know, you need some energy to, to recover. Uh, right. but I'm, overall I'm, I'm going to rest a little bit more cause tomorrow, um, we're going to head out, uh, to Nashville and hope to see y'all there. What's the name? I can't remember the restaurant uh, in, uh, Franklin that we want to go to the health food store slash restaurant. It's organic, all kinds of good stuff there. So we will definitely hit that. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate it. Hope you enjoyed yep. the show today. And, Tomorrow, uh, brand new content. Don't think you can get off with a Thursday without it. It is brand spanking new. Yep. Good it will not be an new. encore. So oh, be new. sure to tune in tomorrow and then live from Nashville, Tennessee at the Reawaken Tour on Friday. Yeah. yeah, you can tape the high wire and listen to that later. Just saying. <laughs> we need to have a discussion with Dell. Yeah, Dell. Right? Love you, Dell. So. All right. All right, guys. Thank you for being here. See some of you tomorrow in Tennessee and some of you on the air because we got a great show lined up. And thanks to Dr. Joseph Latipal. Thank you. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right. We'll talk to you guys later.